Alcohol Beyond This Point Podcast. This isn't two podcasters talking business. This is two business guys trying to podcast. So we just spent uh, what's felt like five hours, but was legitimately two hours. Hour and a half. Hour and a half. Okay. Uh, trying to set up a third mic and uh, we didn't even, it didn't even work. We didn't even get it done. Yeah. So I'm talking to you from the other side of a tin can. So, but if Willis does his job correctly, this will all sound beautiful right now. And you can already tell that he has messed it up (laughs) because he is so loud. You can already tell. Hold on. Um, Bear with us. We're trying to do this new, uh, we just got a new board. What is it called? Mixer. Mixer. And um, we're learning how to use it. So please bear with me. Um, welcome back to Alcohol Beyond This Point, the podcast where we debate business topics, both sober and then drunk, to see if we come to the same conclusions. Uh, today we have a, I don't want to say guest, because you feel like family to me. <laughs> That's adorable. Big That's Z, cute. King Zappa, Christian Zappa, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Um, He's really quiet. Well... <sighs> I'm a quiet talker. We already established this. Um, okay, you're one, Max now. Okay, one thing with these mics is you, you have to like, like you have to like eat it. I know, I know. Yeah. My lips are on it. I'm touching it. <laughs> He's like my mustache is in the foam. <laughs> it is, and I'm um, talking directly into it like you're supposed to, dude. I was on the radio. I know all about. Yeah, he was a. He actually had a ska radio show. Oh right. Yeah. Um, and you know what's funny is he's come full circle because he had shoulder length hair. And a gross mustache. I never he... had a mustache before, to be honest. <laughs> okay. But then he went clean cut businessman. Yeah. And now he's back to shoulder length hair and a weird mustache. <laughs> I remember when he used to roast me for having facial hair. Yeah. It's a full, like it is a full mustache. Like, Yeah, I like it. Camera. The this... camera. The camera can pick it up all the way across the room. <laughs> so it's obviously a full mustache. If you're watching the video version of this podcast on YouTube.com slash Willows, you can see Zappa's bad mustache. It almost looks like a mirror image of like Willows on each <laughs> side. Like, because Willows always sits there. Someone's going to tune into this show and be like, wow, Willows looks so different. And they're going to look over for me and there's going to be that. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> I'm wearing a... A three-piece suit again because I was on the news all day today. Yeah, gray, pink, um, and white with a black toque. I don't know how that's a three-piece suit. Okay, well the toque, I, <laughs> the toque is the third piece. <laughs> um, the uh, yeah, I was on, I was on the radio on CBC Radio, and then I was on TV for a bit, uh, just roasting the provincial government um, because they're we're getting locked down uh, for COVID again for the what seems like the hundredth time, but I think is the fourth time, and uh, they're everyone's fucking sick of it at this point. Like, and their, their support programs are not very good. And, um, I was just basically roasting them. So that was fun. Do elaborate. What was, what was your hot take? Oh, I was just basically calling them. I said they were insultingly low. The amounts they were offering. So there. what are the, the amounts you were telling me earlier? Mm-hmm. So for nine employees or less, they're offering a one-time $3,000 grant for effectively shutting down half of your business. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly what you said. Which is a joke. Yes. And then what's the other levels to it's it? It's like these people have never run up like $3,000 for a nine employee business. It's like, oh, great. That'll get me through Tuesday. Well, I, yeah. I, I retweeted. Yeah, it's one day. I retweeted the announcement and I said, great. I'm uh, good for December. This is the 22nd of December today. I said, good. We're great for December. Um, I'm saved. Like, 
But um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like I'm, you know, obviously if you know me, I'm not a very huge government guy and I don't like government supports in general, but you know, at a certain point you can't just lock us down and not let me make money and then also not give us any supports, right? Like fuck off. Like, There's obviously the health aspect to it of and course. the risk factor and all of that, but you're exactly right in that if they're going to shut down 50% of your business because they're limiting everything to 50% capacity, um, there needs to be more support. And you and I both don't want free handouts, no. but we just want to be able to run our businesses. Yeah. Now, in my case, it doesn't affect me as much as it does you um, because they were literally You're an essential. Saying, yeah. yeah. We're sent tech. Yeah. Quote unquote essential. Well, my manufacturing and sales is essential, but my bar obviously isn't. I remember when that came down, that was pretty funny. When I, <laughs> I literally, we got the call that was like, yep, we've like Palliser's office was like, yeah, we, we, made liquor essential uh didn't say like you have to stay open but they're like can you please keep your store open like basically so i'm like oh that's cool but um yeah it's funny that like uh south africa during this whole thing they made it liquor illegal during because they think liquor gets people together so make it illegal uh canada was like no no, no that shit's essential you, you you can't not have alcohol yeah you can't have these bastards at home sober <laughs> that idea so i think it's an interesting that you have the take well objectively i know why uh but you have the take of uh you're pissed off with the current situation but not because i hate lockdowns um fuck the government it's lockdowns are a valid response to what's happening but that needs to come with support. Like, I think most, yeah. you have more of a nuanced view. Most people are just like, fuck lockdowns, you know, fuck the government, fuck Palestine, well, fuck masks, right? No, and, and I said, I said in the interview, like, obviously I want to put people's health first. Like, that's, you know, I care about my employees and my customers. Which but, is, which is probably why you got the interview. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm on like a list of correspondence because I know I'll give good sound bites. <laughs> like, which yeah, is good. so they always call you. Yeah, which is good. Like, I, I feel, fucking feels good. But uh, especially because th the radio interview I did today, they just threw me on with the uh, CEO of the Chamber of Commerce. I didn't know he was going to be on the call. And no then, prep or anything? Uh, no prep. Yeah, I was just, I never prep for anything, fuck it. But um, sometimes they're like, oh, do you want the questions in advance? I'm like, ah, whatever. <laughs> like, I'll figure it out. But um, yeah, man, I don't know. It's just like, because here's the thing is that if they just close small business and we all go under, all that's left is megacorps like the Walmarts and the Costco's, that's all that's going to be left. And that's like not even an unrealistic thing to say. You know what I mean? Like that was like, and it's funny because two years ago, I remember there being like right-wing conspiracy theorists being like, the government's trying to fucking put all small people, small business out of business so they can fucking, you know, have Amazon own everything. Um, and it's kind of happening. <laughs> so, um, I don't know, man. It's been happening forever. It just... It, you know, it just got like a nudge down the road a little bit faster. There's nothing new about anything that's happening. It's just being accelerated. He's fucking capitalist, though. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, capitalism. So how's, so, uh, so you're uh, a, let's, um... let's, we'll go to that next. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> so where does the money come from then? What? So do I pay fucking 53% tax to in personal income tax? Where the fuck? Okay, what else so, are they spending my money on? How about instead of giving money to fucking Israel, they give me the money? Perfect. That That's what I want you to elaborate on. Yeah, well, because the kind of shit... What point you get? Palestine flag. <laughs> <laughs> Palestinian flag. Um, 
no, like our country, you know, obviously we don't spend the same amount on the military that the United States spends, but we still do spend billions and billions of dollars. If you recall, Prime Minister Stephen Harper um, spent like $10 trillion over 30 years on fighter planes that never flew. Like they wean the program just never, like whatever. It's like, that's a fuck ton of money, right? Like we, we waste so much money. Like we could completely, we could defund the RCMP 95%. And they would still have the same crime solving rate. And we could just give that money back to business owners. Like we could completely abolish the military and nothing would happen because it's Canada. And we could give that money back to business owners and put it into the economy, and give it to the people. Like there, there's so much money out there that's just pissed away by the government that could be reallocated. Yeah, like how about some business subsidies we hand out to, you know, multi-million dollar corporations who just pay it out in bonuses. Yeah, fucking Trudeau gave tens of millions to uh, Loblaws to put in like low efficient or uh, high efficiency fucking fridges or whatever. Fuck off. Like, yeah, no, the money can the money can be there. 100%. Understandable. I don't know. I was going to ask on the on the uh topic of um complete global economic downfall mm, that also my ties favorite, my yeah, favorite topic that also ties in heavily to uh to uh global warming is another thing that we have to worry about mm-hmm. um how are you uh you're in the snow removal business <laughs> I, um ironically or not ironically i guess but you uh actually do more in gross sales than both of us really than both tyler and i yeah. tyler too yeah yeah, mm, yeah mm. for sure yeah i mean i'm second year so yeah fair enough yeah. fair enough um yeah i you can you can say numbers if you want but uh you don't have to if you don't want to yeah we'll but get into it later. most of our listeners are american so nobody <laughs> yeah we'll get into it we'll get into yeah, yeah, it for sure but you 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 do do a lot and you have a lot of people working for you but you your entire business relies on there being snow to remove yeah we're so we do lawn care and snow removal obviously it's a weather-based um business a lot of what we do revolves around the weather especially in the winter so we're constantly constantly watching the weather and seeing what's going to happen and it's in the winter it's a reactionary business obviously we can be prepared but it's a reactionary type business we wait for something to happen and then we go out and make it happen um in terms of global warming though and i mean i don't i don't know the science behind anything and i just know from personal experience of uh extreme attentiveness to the weather over the past five or six years um the winters here specifically in winnipeg have gotten significantly less snowy over the past few years i think i colder though relatively yeah not not a crazy amount i remember colder weather when i was young but um we've seen a lot less snow a lot less moisture obviously the past two years have been a crazy oh, drought insane drought yeah, yeah. It's fucking my crops we've had you you've heard me rant about this too much on this podcast yeah insane <laughs> drought which impacts us in the summertime as well obviously if grass isn't growing there's less work um so yeah the the impacts of that have actually been relatively substantial um and i mean from our point of view most of our work is monthly on contract, so we get paid regardless if we go out or not. So it's kind of nice, but at the same time, the struggle with that is you want to go out roughly one or two days a week on average to keep your guys busy and keep them employed and paid through the winter. Otherwise, you're constantly turning over staff. 
yeah, which is because you uh, might... it's a struggle for the staff. It's a struggle for us. Because um, you might be laughing if there's no work to do and you're getting paid on contract. Yeah. But then if all your guys are like, okay, well, then you're not fucking paying me. I need to find another job. Yeah. So, yeah, like ideally we'd go out once a week um, for, say, four inches of snow. We'd yeah. go out once a week and then we would haul snow and do scrape downs and do commercial work for a few extra days. And it keeps the main guys busy for three or four days every week. That would be the ideal scenario. Um, the real world scenario is we go out once maybe once a week right now for the past few weeks and it seems like the past few years um and and this once a week that we're going out is for just a few hours to deal with whatever for like three or four hour shift and we're calling in two people instead of the full staff right it's completely different um and it seems like the past few years we get one major snowfall at some point in the season usually around december this year happened to be in november uh, it looks like there is another one coming in a few days. So I was going to say the next six days is supposedly yeah. just snow. So. Um, at, yeah. And then after that, it's just the odd little inch here and there. Nothing crazy, which That's, is, is uh, wild. title of my sex tape. Yeah? The odd little inch? <laughs> Every odd, <laughs> the odd inch here and there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like... It's an interesting... I always like talking to people in different industries because it's always it's interesting how they deal with like the pandemic and, and um, not only that, but like going forward, right? Like I, we're all, we're kind of doomers, Tyler and I, like we're, we're kind of oh, like, so am I, the world is fucked. It uh, is. Society is not coming back from this. This is a, I, okay, this is so, a relatively new development as well. So yeah. I'm not, I'm not complete doomsdayer. Like I'm not a prepper. We're cheerful nihilists. We were just yes. talking about prepping yesterday, actually. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. I'm not, yeah. I'm not a prepper yet, yeah. but there is a major <laughs> economic downturn yeah. incoming. Well, hard. We have like we have friends making their own ammo and shit. Like, okay, that's a whole thing. yeah, that's like, next level. Prepper. We're not I'm, that we're not that yeah. bad. Like I still like here. Here's my opinion on this: is I I don't think society is just gonna fucking collapse and we're gonna go like warlords and shit. I don't think that's gonna happen. I think humans are relatively resilient, and the ones that aren't resilient are just. Are, are will complacent we'll just go with the flow right i don't think we're ever gonna see like fucking fallout universe like yeah apocalypse no, I, I don't whatever think so either um but i can definitely see our quality of life being significantly affected i honestly don't see that um i think the biggest effect we'll see is uh sort of a mirror of 2008 we'll see rates go up um housing will become unaffordable i mean housing is unaffordable as it is but with interest rates going up everybody who does have a house who can hardly scrape by and and just is making their payments right now will not be able to afford it yeah We're, add six percent inflation on top of that yeah Did and you, are you just about to renegotiate your uh, mortgage terms um we either just did it or it's coming up in like three okay. months. I was going to say it should be about five years, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Either we just did it or it's like three months away. It's okay. one of the two. Well, it's a nice, if you can lock in at five years at fucking this. Percent, yeah. Oh, absolutely. That'd be, that'd be awesome. Because at the end of the next five, five years, it'll be 16% interest Probably. rates on mortgages. When my, when my parents bought a house, it was 18%. Yeah, exactly. It was yeah. credit card rates on mortgages. Yeah. And they bought, they paid off their house in six years <laughs> by putting 75% of their income towards it yeah. because they were fucking paying 18% on the yeah. mortgage. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Exactly. But, al but also their mortgage as relation to their annual income would have been a drastically different number. Yeah. 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 I think they bought their house for a hundred G's and they were each making 60. Wow. Mm. 
Might not have been that. This would have been 1980. They were making 60 in 1980? They were teachers. Oh, no. Then they were not making 60. Teachers make 60 now. Hardly. Uh, depends what you're teaching. Depends on tenure. But yeah. um, anyways, yeah, it, either way, the ratio would have been far more generous. I'm pretty fast and loose with my number estimates. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> Often. Clearly. <laughs> I'm like, it's like a billion. He's like, dude, it was like 10 million. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty fast and loose with my numbers. This is not the numbers podcast. I say that every fucking episode. If you're coming for facts, fucking leave. Um, <laughs> yeah, I hate the listener. I'll uh, often uh, fact check Jess Tyler on the screen of the video. Like, I'll put... Nice, in the edit after the in fact. In the edit after the fact, and then Perfect. not fact check myself. <laughs> Perfect. Makes you look good. Yeah. You want to try this? I, I don't like this beer. Really? I don't know why I buy stouts. I hate them. <laughs> I've so, okay, them. school me as a guy who has 300 cans of beer at okay. home right now, but knows okay. nothing about beer. I told you we were... Uh, getting paid in beer for one property no he you were telling me that okay. you were telling me that i don't know yeah. if i want to say the name on air don't though. say the name on air okay yeah so there's one property uh that we're getting paid in beer for um anyways because he asked me if i knew the owner or whatever and i'm like yeah, yeah. and yeah. then he's like oh yeah we we do their <laughs> we do their lawn care and they pay us in beer <laughs> so i got i've got 300 cans of beer and, he and i know nothing beer. about fancy hipster beer. and i said bring him on the fucking podcast he's like oh shit i should have done that <laughs> yeah i should have brought a case yeah anyways school me on beer right now because you said stout i don't know what that means so this so a stout's typically a darker beer uh, like a lager no a lager is typically a lighter beer <laughs> oh what a yeah. lager is like the lightest like a uh, lager is the uh, lightest a, bu- a bud light is a is a lager really yeah lagers are typically high carbonated uh lighter so that's my type of beer yeah yeah okay. you, you'd like lagers uh they're quicker to ferment i think um i don't make beer I make no they're long but... they're longer to ferment cheaper to make right oh they're cheaper no, uh, because you need to have it's economies of yeah. scale uh lagers don't frequently work for uh small, small yeah, microbreweries yeah, yeah. it's expensive for a microbrewery to make a lager but macro like massive breweries like ultra or whatever they can make a lot more profit making a lager because they save money on the ingredients in the process all you need is more tank space and more time yeah. which they have in, in abundance yeah. so yeah lagers are typically found in macro and then you know what's funny if you go to england and you sit down at a bar they have say, a light beer and a dark beer, right? Well, you say, give me a beer. They'll give you a warm, uh, dark beer at, at room temperature. That's okay. How you, that's how you're supposed to drink them. Uh, and, and that's you, not a lager. That would be no, a... No, and if you want a like cold carbonated beer, you say, give me a lager. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting, but they Interesting. Uh, yeah, that's why like uh, English milds and like a lot of like dark uh, Guinness. like Guinness you, Guinness you're supposed to drink at room temperature. Okay, so yeah. so what's a stout then? Um, it's a it's a style of beer. It's darker, uh, usually coffee kind of notes. Okay. Heavier, um, heavier, yeah. hoppier. Uh, I wouldn't say hoppier. Okay, so so what about the like really hoppy? Those are usually beers? India pale ales. Okay, IPAs, IPAs, double IPAs, nor- northeastern IPAs, dry hopped, dry hopped IPAs. Yeah, there's yeah, but IPAs typically India pale ale are the those are the ones that it's super really hot. acquired taste. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Okay. If and then you, and yeah, what's if, the one you're drinking there? The bikey McBike face. That's a uh, that's a grapefruit lager. Yeah, this is a lager. Yeah. That's a lager. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's uh, half, that one's pretty good. I like it a lot. It's half yeah. grapefruit juice, not half. Yeah. So a a Rattler 
is okay. half, half grapefruit juice, half... But it log- could be any juice, right? Half lager. No, it has to be grapefruit. Oh, really? So, to be a Rattler. To be a Rattler, yeah. Okay. Um, so here's the the story about Rattlers, how they were invented is awesome. So if you'll notice, there a lot of Rattlers have bicycles on the label. They incorporate bicycles into the label. Um, it's because... Kind of hints, bike, you make bike faces. Grapefruit. Yeah. Um, because it was invented by a German uh, Olympic bicycle coach. Um, and his the people he was training... Um, Helped with cramps or something? No, no, no. Instead of drinking water, they were drinking beer because Mm. they were German Olympians. (laughs) Uh, And they were getting wasted before he could finish the fucking training. So he's like, okay, fuck you guys and water down their beer with grapefruit juice Mm. so they wouldn't get as drunk. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Because he was like, he, he wasn't going to stop them from drinking alcohol. He was just going to make them drink less alcohol. I thought, I heard the, I, I heard an alternative story of, uh, it was uh, bicycle uh, messengers, like mailmen, that would, um, they would drink beer all day while doing their runs to like stay hydrated and stay cool. But, uh, you know, because whatever, the water wasn't super reliable, um, especially like in a canteen, whatever, all day long, they didn't want warm water. So they would have this beer and then uh, they started adding or I don't know, some guy, whatever, added, started adding grapefruit juice for like the electrolytes and the extra hydration so that he could actually, you know, get through a day without being dehydrated and drunk as fuck. Yeah, who knows? It might, it might be all <laughs> folklore. Who, who the fuck knows? But, Interesting. Um, um, yeah, that's what they say. If you're traveling and you're in a weird country, you don't trust the water, drink beer. Yeah. Just buy low hmm. alcoholic beer uh, because if the beer is bad, you'll know. Like it'll taste bad. But if the water is bad, you get fucking jardia and die. Yeah, it Fair was... enough. Harrison Ford shooting Indiana Jones was the only person not to get like dysentery because he only drank beer. He didn't drink water for the entire (laughs) shooting of the movie. He didn't drink a drop of water. He just drank alcohol. Wow. And uh, he was the one person of the entire film crew, support staff and actors that didn't get sick. I heard a story about uh, on Indiana Jones, I think Temple of Doom, where the guy's in the street like waving the sword and he does like a two minute like sword thing and then Indiana Jones just fucking shoots him. Uh, that was actually ad-libbed um, because uh, he had, like, diarrhea or something because from traveling, uh, he didn't want to do the fucking sword fight that he was supposed to do. So he just whip out the prop gun and went, like, boom. And then they're like, that's funny. And then they'd, like, put it in the movie. That's awesome. <laughs> so, so we've got IPAs, stouts. Um, what were the other ones? Loggers. There's, like, a thousand styles of beer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sour, sour is another. Con- I, I'm a big sour beer fan myself. Is that when it's mixed with something? No, no, no. You you ferment it using different yeast. It's um, more like an IPA, though, right? No, I wouldn't say so. Depends on the style. I um, mean, like in terms of process. Yeah, I think like think um think like yogurt. How you use like yeast or not yeast, but like bacteria goes sour. Yeah. Same kind of thing with the beer. Um. And it makes it a sour taste. And I'm, I'm a big sour. Yeah, I'm a big sour. Some are a little sour. Some are very sour. Um, definitely a economic downturn incoming. Yeah, I You agree. can't print that much money and no. not we're, have We're going to see 5 or 6 7 8% inflation every single year for the next while. Until there's a crash? Or no, no, no. This is going to be... This is going to cause the crash in part. Okay. So yeah. I don't think we're going to see it for years because i think the crash is right now we had six percent inflation this year i'm i 
I never disagreed with that. I know that's true. Also, those are the manufactured inflation numbers. The real numbers like 20% in the States. Well, but the they States report, they, re- they report 6.1, whatever. Well, inflation's a man-made tax. I know. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be three or four years till we see anything major. I think it's going to be well before then. My prediction is between one and three. We're seeing it right now. I think, so here's, here's the sentiments. I listen to a lot of, um, uh, like stock market updates and stuff. Alex Jones. (laughs) (laughs) Good one. Um, Alex Jones is great though, but it's just funny. It's good. It's good market information. Well, the globalists. Um, (laughs) Globalists are making the frogs gay. (laughs) People talking about next year, like how much, how much gas is in the tank for the markets next year. Yeah. And, uh, zero. The most optimistic thing that I've heard is like, there's going to be a lot of headwinds. I think it's going to end higher than it is at the beginning of the year. But here's all the things that are gonna go wrong. Yeah. Like it's 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 yeah, it's interest rates, it's slowdown, it's more lockdowns, it's like it's fucking name a thing. There's Well here's here's like, you name, like spy set- puts. All you need to do is buy spy puts. You're golden. <laughs> all spy you need puts. to buy you just need to buy Willow's coin and then you're fine. Um, spy puts and shares of GameStop. And you will be you golden, uh, bro. You made a bunch of money on GameStop, didn't you? Uh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were because you're a Redditor. We could say. heavily, yes, heavily redditor. Me and Willows talk shit, but uh, Zappa backs it up with cash. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, you made a bunch of money on the fucking when they when they not as much as some other people I know, but and 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 honestly, not a lot, and did not time the top, but also still am all in GameStop in my tra- uh, quest trade. Uh, my game, my fucking GameStop <laughs> is still. I bought at like the peak. I'm still up. That's not possible. Okay, but not the peak. Like, you know, you know what I mean. Like, like, well after on the way up. Well yeah. after it was news. Yeah. And I'm still up. Yeah. I'm, it didn't crash. <laughs> like, um, because the joke is the institutional investors had to then buy in because they were getting short squeezed. Yeah. And now big money's in, <laughs> dumb money's in, all the money's in, and it's not going out. <laughs> exactly. It's a, it's it's, it's unkillable. It's ninety nine percent buy, one percent sell. If you look at it on an, any given day, um, there is. is uh, I don't want to go go down the rabbit hole, but there is. <laughs> I'm still super extremely bullish on GameStop, and I know it's memes, <laughs> but I'm extremely goddamn bullish on GameStop still. Dude, what am I? You you have no idea. Like I'm I'm not kidding when I say my Quest Trade account is one hundred percent GameStop right now. <laughs> like. And spy puts occasionally, but sorry to cut you off. My my two new employees are both uh, I don't know they're fucking hilarious. They started uh, they started doing they're both into sports betting and like chess and and stuff. Yeah, and like meme stocks and let's go whatever. Uh, So they started betting like over unders on just random shit during the workday like over under brandon's gonna show up before noon (laughs) and it's like seven to one you're down 100 satoshis yep (laughs) and they're just like betting satoshis and he's the one guy's or they now they're both on it they got this fucking like the shake pay app oh my where you like shake for like a few satoshis every day he's been doing it for like two years and he's like he's like yeah he's like i've netted like 400 bucks on this fucking thing 
and he just opens the app once a day, fucking shakes his phone like you're jerking off for a couple minutes, and then you get, like, a couple Satoshis. It's hilarious. And But, yeah, they're using those Satoshis to, like, over-under bet on a bunch of shit, and it's <laughs> so funny. Right there. Yeah, I'll just, sure. like, walk in on these guys, and they're, like, they're fighting about something. It's fucking hilarious. But uh, the, one, the one guy um, is, like talking about uh gamestop going to a hundred thousand a share i was like okay so what? so okay if you if you look at the numbers there is <laughs> okay okay i like this start <laughs> there there's there's dd to back it up that we could see something absolutely insane like that right like there's if you really dig into it and break everything down but what happens is when you hit numbers like that the entire economy collapses because we're yeah. talking about numbers that are just too big to exist which i love so it, it, you can't like reasonably expect that to happen but what you can expect to happen is a thousand dollars a share or two thousand dollars a share and i mean that's kind of where i see it going and i mean Okay, so right now, say it's a buck sixty, a buck seventy, a hundred and seventy USD per share. As an actual value stock, its real world value should be at two fifty. So just as a value stock buy, really, you, because they're a dying industry. They're not though. Are who goes to fucking game stores with like Steam? <laughs> Tons of people go to GameStop, but also they are innovating their e-commerce side. Because between, I'll just buy shit on Steam. And if I want a physical game for like a collector's edition or something, you buy it on fucking Amazon. You but, know what I mean? Like, I don't know. They're a fucking. Well, okay. Guy. The the other part of that is I don't think there is any Game Stops in Winnipeg. There's EB no, Games, we, uh, which is they a own, subsidiary. They, subsidiary. Yeah, they, own, they own EB Games. Yeah, and I think they're rebranding all EB I Games think to GameStop. The, I, th- I think you're right with um, that. Yeah. But yeah, especially with all the hype around them right now, like know. it's insane. Well, I think what there's no brand value to EB Games. No, I think what happened is they bought a Canadian chain. And then just kept the name. Yeah. I mean, if you look at it, like, look look at the market cap. Look at where they should be valued. Look at their debt to equity ratio. Look at their PE. Like, it all, you know, 250 a share is reasonable. And so at a buck 70, that's a value Look buy. at this. You're reading about stock. We just, like, line goes up. Up and to the right. It'll that's all you need. Okay. So, so here's your DD. GameStop, up and to the right. Buy now. A, uh, buy a, now. I saw a TikTok that was, like... Um, a guy, he's like, yeah, my fuck. He's like, what was the biggest shock of your life? He's like, so my first day on Wall Street, I fucking after six years of school for trading, whatever, I get a job at a fucking giant firm, and I I hand my boss, you know, thirty pages of fucking stock analysis. Hey, we should buy and hold this, and he's like, kind of flips through it, looks at me, and goes, why why'd you do all this? Like, if it's going up into the right, it's probably going to mm-hmm. keep going up into the right. If it's going down into, into the right, it's going to keep going down into the right. And he's like, what? And he's walked away. And this is like a billion dollar hedge fund owner. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. The the hedge funds in the States, and I don't know why. I really don't focus on Canadian economics or anything. I really only Neither do the we. States. <laughs> but um, the, these hedge funds owners in the States have ridiculous salaries. Well, like, yeah. Why, like, why would you? Why? Why would you own a hedge fund if you don't? Get no, started? I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I just, I never really thought to look into it. And then uh, last week, I think I was looking into it. And there's hedge fund owners making a billion dollars a year oh, yeah. managing hedge funds yeah. well, as yeah. their salary. Yeah. Like I always thought a salary, okay, maybe ten, twenty mil. That's like average for a CEO. Wasn't a bill? That, wouldn't it be like dumb? a bill? Isn't for... that dumb when you get fucked with taxes? I think you get fucked either way. 
I guess every, everyone pays their fair share of taxes. The one argument that pisses me oh, off is that a, rich people don't pay their taxes. A, that's a spicy that, meatball. That triggers me, but... That's a yeah. spicy meatball right there. You gotta remember, it, depending on the state that these people are paying taxes in, it might not... Their maximum bracket might not actually be that. Delaware, baby! Yeah, like, it might yeah. not actually be as high as you think. Um, What do you think about Elon Musk selling 10 fucking percent that you wanted to pay so he sold 10 percent, but because then of a twitter poll okay but but no 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 no. i want to get in on this he, he sold whatever percentage of shares right yeah. and then he um uh fuck what's the word i'm looking for he called in his option his call yeah, right? yeah 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 uh exercise yeah. that's the word i was looking for so he exercised his he options. shoulder pressed his options <laughs> and ended up with more shares than he had before which is so did funny. it really do anything okay no so here's why you're both stupid <laughs> hit me um wait hold on are you an elon musk fan uh yeah okay what's, i am too. what's wrong I, I with elon all... musk oh yeah i don't he's fucking he just hate, trolls everyone hate, it's that's crazy. what i love yeah like yeah I, I, he memes all day yeah elon musk is chaotic good that's where i land okay yeah chaotic yeah, I, good great yeah he he's like fucks I just, with people you, you wake up and you're like you look at your phone you're like oh wait elon musk's is fucking grimes <laughs> okay i guess so the world's richest man <laughs> the world's is, richest man. is memeing on is elizabeth warren yeah when he like Jeez. he sent like a second place trophy to jeff bezos every time he passes him in stock <laughs> like it's it literally it's, every time he goes on joe rogan he's just fucking around like oh my god i love it okay so with that in mind um all this hype around him selling stock and paying taxes whatever it's all fucking nonsense and bullshit because uh those options expired and he had to he had to exercise the options they expired like he did not have a choice when he at the beginning of this year like it was already disclosed um i don't know when they send this fucking information i guess public company right so all this is available yeah uh so he had to exercise x amount of options this year by whatever december 31st and it was going to happen and then he did the twitter poll said hey should i set should I sell 10% of my stake in my company? Knowing that he had Knowing to. he was already going... He had to. He did not have an option. See, that makes me like him more. He did a Twitter... Like- he did it just for the fucking hype and for the, for the media. Because he knows the Wall Street fucking journal will write an article. Elon Musk fucking deciding via Twitter poll. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So the only shares that he cashed in and did not then... Like, you can flip options for equity, right? So the only ones that he cashed in on was the the minimum amount required to pay the tax bill for the gains on the ones that he kept. So that's the only ones that he liquidated. So he, the only cash that he took was to pay the taxes on the equity gain because he isn't like, he's a richest man in the world, but he is very, very, very low liquidity. He has virtually no cash. Yeah. He's all in and equity. That's how right? he's been since he was fucking 25 years old. Like. But the thing is, if you're a billionaire, um, you walk into a bank, say, hey, I'm Elon Musk. Your, yeah, yeah, can I have a loan for $50 billion? They're like, sure. Yeah. And then when the debt payment comes due, they're like, hey, can I have a loan for $20 billion to pay off this debt payment that I have for your $50 billion loan? They're like, yeah, sure. So they operate on debt, so he never has liquidity. But uh, when it comes to taxes and such, because these options are already working, whatever, it's a, it's a fucking accounting te- a technicality. But, but then the whole point was he wanted to pay a fuck ton in taxes to get people off his back for not paying taxes. That was like part of it as well. Well, no, he had no option. Okay, but he's paying the minimum taxes he could possibly pay. 
wouldn't doesn't isn't that what everyone does? Well, no, that, that's what I'm saying. He's he's not doing something so that he can pay quote unquote his fair share. He's doing what he legally contractually has to no more no less and he's just making a media stink about it which i like yeah so to be clear this is not yeah. elon being this is not higher morality this is okay. not him like doing something for cloud he's not doing it for politics he's like creating a conversation for politics he's doing it because which he has makes, to which makes tesla stock go up yeah. So didn't it go down after that though? After yeah, that, but it always goes down. And then he's like, it always goes up into the right. So we buy more. We buy it. more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, the reason that uh, Tesla always goes up into the right, and then it splits, and then it goes up into Dude, the right. I was gonna buy Tesla at fucking six hundred, pre-split, pre-split. No, I was gonna buy it uh, because when he said he was gonna take it private at four twenty sixty nine. Yeah. Um, I was going to buy after that whole FCC thing happened because there was a dip. And I'm like, how much higher could it possibly go? And it's 4X since then. Yeah, it's like a 70X multiple or some fucking crazy shit like that. More than that. Dude, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, Because it was a 5 to 1 split. It's more it's, than 4X. That's like 6X. Right? Yeah, and I was going to buy, but I'm like, it can't go much higher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a... Uh... That's fucked. Yeah. Well, at least uh, Rivian's not... I did uh, buy Tesla at that point, actually. At least, at least Rivian's not overvalued. Yeah, Rivian's not... Fucking no, Rivian. <laughs> Rivian's worth more than are, Tesla. Are they the ones that push the truck down the hill? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they haven't delivered a vehicle yet, and they're... They, they don't have a vehicle. They, they push the truck down even, a hill even, as their demonstration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because it didn't have an engine, I think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's my point. Um, Couldn't you at least put, like, something in there? No, and they're the most... A Princess Auto battery-powered yeah. engine. Like, yeah, let's yeah, go. Yeah. You have a guy in there in a go-kart, like, in the... <laughs> Flintstoning yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Literally anything. And they're the most valuable automaker in the world. No, they're not. Tesla, Tesla is. No, they were for, like... Rivian was, Rivian was not close. Uh, There's no way Rivian is Rivian close, hit, like, so. $100 billion. Tesla's way bigger. Tesla's market cap is... Isn't isn't not like a trill? Yeah, Tesla's nearly a trillion. Rivian's like a hundred billion. Like Rivian's a tenth. Mm, and Rivian know. doesn't have a functioning vehicle. They have a great Facebook ads. They have the best multiple. No, he was. Like, <laughs> I, I remember Infinity. on one episode, he was showing me the Rivian fucking trucks on Instagram, and you couldn't even see them in the pictures. They were like in the background. Like there's oh. a bunch of like family. In front of the fucking... You know what? I, I was going to say this was Rivian, but this was Nikola I was thinking of. Okay, yeah, Nikola. Nikola... Nikola's pretty funny, too, because they're, they're, they're just <laughs> Nikola Tesla, right? <laughs> their only revenue was from installing uh, the concrete for their warehouse or something like that. Yeah, Rivian's like... Not, not an expense. They they somehow got paid to install concrete or something, and that yeah. was their only revenue on their books. Oh, I can, they... I can tell you how to do that. Um, no, Rivian's less than a million revenue. Perfect, and they're worth a hundred billion. I yep. want to be that guy. Do you? No, I don't. I kind of do. But I would rug pull for sure. Like morality aside, like I would rug pull there for sure, dog. <laughs> so me and Willows actually had this conversation three, four episodes ago, where I'm like, you know, this is the fun about getting drunk on a podcast. I'm like, I started off with like, okay, I'm happy with my life decisions. I'm like, what if I sold out? I could sell out. I'm like, I know the people to sell out to. I know how to sell out. I know the fucking language. I like, I have an idea of how to do it and how to put, like, I could just raise a fuckload of money with no foundation. And then disappear. And pay myself well, a lot and just like graciously fail. We, we know, we know. I could, walk, I, fail. I, could uh, I could make a shitload of money, walk away clean. Zappa, we know a lot of the same people 
in the because the Winnipeg business community is pretty small. There's a couple people um, that have started businesses and disappeared, raised a ton of money, and then just failed, and whatever, right? So he was basically going to say like, yeah, can, how can I finesse money out of big investors and then be like, how, oh, sorry. How can I pull a... Because... <laughs> how did I hear that without you saying it? Because if you, if you, in your heart, believe that you were going to do it, but you just failed, that's not a scam. No. Technically. <laughs> well, I mean, wait to see how the Holmes trials put plays out but yeah so so honestly yeah willow's coin though willow's coin yeah. this is the so, investment guys this is the investment <laughs> of the future man you can tell zappa spends time on reddit uh, up into <laughs> the right willow's coin is going to the moon get in now it's not a pump and dump i'm promising you it's not a pump and dump we aren't strategically pumping it right now preparing dump. to dump it we don't, even dump. We we don't dump. dump we just pump. we just hold it's a pump and pump we're going up yeah, into we, the right we just hold we never sell <laughs> let's let's I really want to start my own shitcoin. Let's partner up. Let's I do too. Okay. So we're transitioning here into the... Uh, so so which <laughs> viewer suggested we take this shot? Because you said get, this is viewer suggested, yes, right? Yes, let me get there. Uh, this is the segment that we call Shot Caller, the part of the show where you, the audience, can pick the shot that we take. Uh, today we're taking a shot of, uh, you know it, you love it, it's a meme. Old Smoky Tennessee Whiskey Habanero Mango Flavor. What? Uh, it, it's... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I thought yeah. it was peach. No, no, no. Here we do. Uh, we do this with guests on purpose because you're not going to fucking it's going to hit your palate in seven different ways and none of them is are it good. enjoyable or is so, it just awful so. so here's the thing one time that we we discovered this because he walked into the liquor store and he was he literally like asked what's the weirdest thing i can buy and came out with this um and the branding is awful where t- tell me where it says the flavor I can't. It's I have like, my glasses on and I can't even yeah, see it's, it. From it's it's terrible. Um, you know where it is? Shout out, old Smokey. No, no, <laughs> it says it on the front too. It's just you can barely fucking see it. Anyway, um, thank you, old Smokey, for sponsoring this episode. It smells like peach. I'm just gonna say, oh yeah, wow, cheers. you can't even see that habanero. Yeah, exactly. Cheers. Thanks for being on the podcast. Ugh, not looking forward to this one. It's low percentage. Got a little bit of bite. So what's... It's actually not terrible. So all I get is the habanero burn. There's no whiskey there. There's no whiskey. There's... I can taste the mango. And it's still th- it's, there's it's, still 35%. And the, the habanero's on the back of my throat, yeah. not on my tongue. Like, it's yeah. not burning me. Yeah. It's just a mild tingling. Yeah. It's like I, the same as your Di Serono. Yeah. I, I like it. It's just the weirdest fucking... This is whiskey. You're not supposed to tell them. <laughs> if you raw dog this with, like, without having drank anything before, on just, like, a... You know, oh, raw, 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 raw palate. <laughs> yeah, I can see that being yeah, awful. It, it'll make you cough. Uh, it's pretty good. Okay, so, so on the on the note of shit, shit coins, let's go. Yeah, let's okay, go on this topic. Okay. <laughs> so I don't think I've ever told you this, but my uh, my girlfriend's brother is a shit coin day trader, like legend. I don't know like what he's known online he's, as. He's in a bunch of pump and dump discords yeah. and telegrams. Yeah. And he's been doing it for he, nine this years. Is like a, this is what a computer engineer by trade. Yeah, he's a com- yeah he's a com- he has like a fucking master's degree in computer science and is early a, adopter to bitcoin early yeah, adopter perfect. to ethereum like, like yeah he's been smart. in he's been in shit coins for nine years so yeah so think about that context wise uh so he's been in since like high school and uh whatever summer money he could put into it and uh yeah he's like ridden some pretty good waves so he's gotten it he's gotten the pump and dump uh you know strategy down pretty good 
and uh yeah this guy will just go into like tr- like a trading fugue state and sleep like one hour <laughs> a night for an entire week and he'll just fucking bomb all night and he'll just do he's doing five figure trades all night and uh he does uh cyber security for a really big uh healthcare technology firm in Canada so he's like their head uh head security guy so he makes like a good salary and now he's married to a doctor uh so this guy's just like fucking around he doesn't need money he drives a shit car lives in a basic ass house is never he doesn't cash out most of his stuff and just like does it for fun and like i i see like the text updates of like oh i just made 40 grand oh just lost 20 grand <laughs> like it's so fucking funny and this guy lives broke so you would I- never know but like when <laughs> i think shit coins and meme coins like that is like is not the perception <laughs> that is who i think is the ideal like that is the shitcoin investor that is gets it he gets it yeah. the guy sitting on a fucking private jet going to Lollapalooza be no, like no, no. yo i just That's cashed in my coins. shiba when i think shitcoins i think 17 year olds in in pump and dump discords because talking with their on, buddies have you guys no, ever been in a pump and yeah, dump oh yeah. uh, it's fu- uh, no and most discord? Of the, most of the fucking admins on those know they're scamming people yeah but they're just like nope we gotta do like this is how we do this how we make money in this discord everyone else gets fucked over doesn't matter yeah yeah the the way he the way he summed it up he's like i take kids lunch money i i've been in a few yeah exactly i've been in a few just to watch yeah where i think it's i'm curious all the time it's it's interesting because if you invite enough people you get to know about the pump and dump two seconds before everybody else so you can time it better and it's just literally last one out gets fucked well that's that's the whole <laughs> and, and, and they go and they say okay tomorrow we're pumping this co- or they, they don't tell you what coin but they say tomorrow at 4 p.m we're pumping a coin yeah. we're not going to tell you until 359 and 26 seconds yeah and then you get a no and then at four we dump and, um, but they've been loading up. The, these people who run the discords have been loading up for weeks on yeah. these shit coins, and then just dump manipulating people to yeah. basically making them a bunch of money. And they make they make fucking bank. Well, that, that's man. what like Logan Paul did with his fucking feed the children coin or whatever, right? Like feed, feed he had this coin, coin that he okay. So okay, <laughs> no, sounds no, awful. Sorry, I, I don't want to slander. It was one of the Pauls. I don't remember which one, but one of the Pauls had this. Uh, it was like feed the children coin, where every the idea was every certain amount of coins bought they would like donate money to unicef to fucking feed children or whatever that was the idea um but it was a pump and dump scam um and then when it fell apart he was just like oh i don't know bad programmers they fucked it up i don't know but if you look at like F- fcc fucking filings it's like oh he made 80 million dollars on that shit or i don't know that <laughs> that's me being that, that sounds like an exaggerated yeah, number yeah. but it was something like that google yeah. that shit but um but that's the thing with these celebrities is they just have 36 million fucking Instagram followers and they just say to their Instagram followers, buy this coin. Enough of them will do it that it will fucking raise the price. It's, it's a dangerous, 100%. it's a dangerous Sa- position. Same thing with NFTs right now with That's these another, YouTubers yeah. who come out with NFT projects, Gary V. Yeah. No hate on Gary V, but I'm a big Gary V fan. Yeah, yeah it's just no, an example. He said, v he, friends. Made, he said he made like what? $60 million on his fucking V friends or something. It, it's like fucking insane. Uh, and Rogan just had Beeple on. Like, Beeple is a fucking grifter. Like, he may be an artist, but he's a grifter. Like, um, who's this? Beeple is like this big NFT artist. So his, uh, he likes. I think he set the record for like highest sale mm. of like an NFT, like sixty million so or something. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Saw that so, as well. Beeple, so, yeah. so the person that bought, I think it's been sold since. 
But basically, the the base what got it up to that price, the person that bought it for that insane amount, or maybe like it, maybe it sold for like forty million and sixty million or something like that. Basically, the initial sale that got like exactly what you're describing, like the Discord pump and dump idea. Um, he is directly associated with and co-owners of the corporation with the guy that bought yeah, it for 40 million own nfts to he, raise the yeah price he bought his own that. nft with a partner to yeah. get the price jumped and then somebody so, somebody else actually i just I, I, shout out uh, carl Jost, jobst jobst whatever on youtube uh, he's this Australian guy. He's a speedrunner, video game speedrunner. So he like plays GoldenEye on the fucking N64. He has like world records for whatever. But so he makes like speedrunning videos. But he makes um, just video game industry, whatever, right? And he did a whole like you know like two hour long YouTube video where he like fucking did investigative journalism basically like, and had experts and shit and like I think like CNN quoted him or something on this. But he basically I don't know if he was the one that broke the story, but there's this game auction site that's associated with this game. Cause like, I don't know if you saw the article recently. Uh, there was like a original super Nintendo or uh, sorry, uh, super Mario brothers, NES cartridge that sold for like millions. And it was like the first time a video game ever broke a million dollars, like sold. Hmm. Um, and I don't know if you know anything about like collecting Pokemon cards or fucking video yep. games. There's a grading system, right? Yep. And there's these third-party companies that grade, you BGS know, and PSA. Uh, you know, like F PSA? through A and then like one through five or whatever, right? Yeah. So like A5 being the highest grade. And it's based on like if there's any scuffs on the on the Pokemon card or is there any whatever the serial number, all the, the you know, whatever. Um, but you can go watch the video, but basically this, the people heavily associated with the grading company were also owners of like the auction house that was selling this shit so they were like basically fraudulently grading stuff higher than it actually was and then selling it to themselves for a million dollars sending out a press release that said holy shit a game just sold for a million dollars and then they own the auction house so when people come they're like oh i guess games are worth a lot they come by and then they buy inflated prices of stuff they basically created a fake economy around it and it got to a point, the the one of the, but one of the partners <laughs> of that auction house actually got on Pawn Stars. Uh, they called them in as like, oh, I know a guy that knows about video games, and they fucking call this guy. Apparently, he paid a bunch to, for that opportunity, but that legitimized his company, like because it like said the fucking auction house and his you know, yeah. fucking whatever, and his Chiron at the bottom of the screen and everything. And it was a whole thing. And it's like, I think they're being like investigated now for this shit. Cause it's fraud. Interesting. Right. You can't, yeah. You know, it's interesting. Uh, well, well so, it's the same thing with, uh, they do it with art in like billionaires would do that with art. They have a friend who evaluates art and that says, Oh yeah, that painting you own is actually appreciated by $200 million. Or um, you bought it from this artist for 300 bucks, but actually it's yeah. worth 200 million. Or like my favorite is, you get your friend who's a art appraiser to say, oh no, it de depreciated by $200 million. Uh, and then you write that off and you can make $200 million without paying taxes on it. <laughs> Capitalism. This, this is basically what, like, do your own research on this, but I listened to a very recent, like, deep dive on NFTs. And it's like, this is just all the hype around it, the volume of the sales up and down. It's like all the... The upper, let's say, 90% of the 
of the dollar volume of NFT trading is you know less than five percent of NFTs traded, and of those five percent traded that make up for ninety percent dollar volume, like ninety percent of those can be traced back to like human trafficking, organized crime, uh, like warlords, tax evasion. So, like. Eighty nine percent of NFT. Of, volume, I don't want to dig into that. It, it's just, but, but just on all, the topic of NFTs, all of us, I think, are on the board of the technology is good, the NFT yes. art is dumb. Yes, the all profile pictures, projects, the current, the current are hype, yeah, all the current use that, and the current right? hype around right. NFTs is stupid. The profile pictures are stupid. Yeah. Board API, we, we were talking stupid. off camera about it, like. Um, uh, the fundamentals of Tic- NFTs, yeah. Your ticket's for tickets, be a NFT. airplane tickets. Um, I, I read a good Forbes article that said Louis Vuitton is going to make NFTs um, so you know if their bags are legit. Authentif- yeah, authenticate bags. Buy, yeah, exactly. You, uh, are you selling me a fake? I'll check the blockchain. Yeah, that, yeah. Like, fantastic exactly. idea. Yeah. Fa- NFTs are great technology, and it's not new technology. Well, relatively new, but you know, NFT art has only gotten big in the last maybe six months. Yeah. Um, Mm, mm, mm. Longer? I don't know. I've been watching NFTs for like eighteen months now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sure. I'm, I'm saying like mainstream news. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Six months. So, so what you're telling me is if when I started watching NFTs, I made a profile <laughs> picture project, I could be rich as fuck right now. Well, yeah, that's I dude. I've, I should have done it. My my uh, TikTok algorithm is just. It, it, I often my, my TikTok man is literally NFTs, yeah. crypto. That's what, I, asses. I like, no, I was fuck, that's exactly I was yeah, naked half naked girls, uh dogs and then I don't get the dogs. I, I get cars I like and off roading. Okay. NFTs, crypto, uh stocks. Yeah, but so I get, but yeah. if you if your algorithm on TikTok is anything K pop. Uh, no K pop, surprise. No K no K pop. Like no ass K-pop. and titties? Just me? No no K pop. Just, just you. Just you. Um, just me. If if your if listeners if your te- if your algorithm on TikTok or Instagram Reels is anything related to business, you're probably gonna get the crypto scam fucking nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. Right? And and, and it, I always what blows... see these fucking people that are like, all you have to do is buy an NFT, like find one that's like the floor is, you know, zero point zero eight ETH, and then buy, buy it and now. Then, yeah, and then sell pay it your two hundred dollars in gas fees. Yeah. And then if you look into it, who's they're probably own the NFT, right? <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. What what blows my mind is there's still a large population on the internet of people selling courses. <laughs> Don't even get me started, bro. <laughs> I saw a course. I sorry. I saw a post. <laughs> I'm screaming on the inside. Sorry about the mic quality, by the way. Um, so no, I saw even. I saw a post today. You know who I'm talking about? Lives in Thailand. Yeah. Because he beat his wife. Um, I know who you're talking about. As well. Great, thank you. This, this is, is the Winnipeg, Winnipeg business community. We all know everyone. <laughs> we okay. all know the rest. The rest. The rest of you can be ignorant. Uh, so he announced the course on 10, his Instagram. Probably. Uh, it was like. If you're confused about what's happening in the world today, NFTs, inflation, buy this course now. Only four easy payments of nine ninety nine. None of that. Just was like click here, right? To like to get into yeah. the webinar. It yeah. was like the open fun, oh, like the very very top, top of, the of the funnel, funnel. to get the leads. Um, yeah. I'm like. Jesus fucking Christ! I want to see this PowerPoint. <laughs> so you, you're in I the want funnel to see now. this PowerPoint, oh, no, no. dude. Did you go into it. Get get no. in the funnel, bro. Oh, you should. You should. Get on the list. Should. I should get on you the should. list. I really you should. should. Get the, should. get the get the emails, bro. I got somebody. Someone get DM'd, the retargeting ads. Someone <laughs> someone DM me today, actually, um, that I'm not friends with on Facebook, but I have like 60 mutual friends with. 
and we're like they were like hi willows i see you're uh involved in the uh winnipeg real estate uh community i'm not um I got that like last week too. Actually. It's like, here's a link to a course on how to raise. I, I get less. Do you, are there less MLMs out there right now? Or, no. Or do I just get approached less? We are You're less out approached. of the MLM space. Okay. You and I are no longer By being in successful the game. business people. We're just not in the game anymore. Yeah. Well, I used to get you're, probably... You're too, you're too old and uh, not caring enough. Yeah, I, you, I, you're well, not YPR anymore. You either got to be YPR or 40 years old well, and sell I, I probably used, I probably used Lulu to get, Rose or whatever. I probably used to get 10 DMs a month of people trying to sell. Really? Me. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I've been out of the game for a minute. I don't get those anymore. No, no. I don't get them either. That's, that's no, no, no. I mean, like, like for like five years now, I haven't This is probably... Three or four, like pre-COVID, but after I started the business, because yeah, I, I remember enough. I had a couple meetings in my office, like in my bar, or before it was the bar when it was an office. I had a couple meetings of people trying to bullshit me, sign up for ACN or Amway, something or... like that. Um, there was one. Well, you remember this? The one that was fucking um, health pills, diet pills, but fucking remember Blake cracked open and there was like a worm in it do you remember that that was it wasn't jeunesse it was um oh shit it's on the you, tip of you my remember tongue. that though i know that what you're talking situation. about yeah and there was a so, worm in the pill yeah it was this um this was after that because that was in high school when that happened when we were in high school this was years after and i he like most of these people that i met with were people that i was had seen at like hub events like business networking events that were I thought were just trying to network, and then they mm. bring, and then they bring out the fucking. Hey, oh, hey. you can't hate man because you've been there. So when I was sixteen, I, so you've been there. Hate, but I can't hate because you know what? I will hate. A, the reason I got to where I am today is because of the hate. I will say that because the fucking nobody real would validate me. Hundred percent. Period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I will. I will pass that favor on to the next motherfucker <laughs> well, who I, I tries think, to sell me. Okay, so anyone, anyone who is interested in business when they're young is, has been has been involved or has friends that have been involved in multi-level marketing companies. So I, I want to say the number one way, like this is just a general consumer advice piece. Um, if you are looking at a supplement or anything you're going to put in your body or on your skin. I don't, okay, I don't want to, I put a lot of things in my body that I should Aside from about. those things, um, <laughs> the things you ingest through your, wait, I can't even say that, the mouth thing, yeah. Okay, if you're going to ingest it for health purposes. Okay, like um, the COVID vaccine, this fucking scam sure. of a fucking globalist Any plot. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so do, this takes five minutes on Google if you're old, uh, 10 seconds if you're a Xenial. Um, look Zenial. up look up the company. Find where their manufacturing base is. Find out where their corporation is licensed. Not very hard. Like Just kind of scroll through a couple things. The About Us, whatever. You got to look on the website. If it's Utah, run the fuck in the other... Yeah, because it's where, for sure an MLM, MLM if it's Utah. I mean, alternatively, why? just Google the company name and then MLM at the yeah, end yeah. of it. And... No. Okay, but you, you know, know why? Do you know why Utah... Any... Because you, the, the Mormons yes. are good employees? No. Yes and no. <laughs> uh, Utah does not regulate supplements. Period. Interesting. I could sell a bag of cement, 
put it in a capsule and call it a supplement and they would be like sure so cement coin guys so, it's not a pump and dump. so uh, cement young pill coin <laughs> so young living you know like the essential yeah, oils yeah they living. sold i shit you not they sold nightshade Oh yeah, I essential this. oil. They got sued. Which was supposed to help put your baby to sleep. Yeah. Nightshade. You know what nightshade is? Yes. Nightshade is the shit it's you like grow in your garden. Yeah, it, it kills you. Yeah, you it's grow poisonous. it. It's poisonous. Yeah, yeah, you grow it in your garden. You put it in your like estranged your sp- husband's spouse you want to kill. This is yeah. some Romeo and Juliet. It's yeah, literally. Yeah. It's yeah. it's untraceable in a blood test. The only way people get caught for killing someone with nightshade is because it's like growing in their flower garden. Um, so nightshade, fantastic way to kill people. Um, not great for babies. <laughs> I'll call beyond this point. Uh, podcast LTD does not condone giving anyone nightshade, nor have we ever been convicted of giving people nightshade <laughs> in the past. Convicted. Yeah. Convicted. I mean, I've crazy. never been convicted of a crime. So this, this was bullshit. No, I've never been convicted of a crime. That's have you been true. arrested? I've never been convicted of a crime. Have you been arrested? I've never been convicted of a crime. He's been arrested. So one time, actually, so fun. Yeah, one. No, I didn't get arrested that time. So one time, I I got pulled over, and uh, oh, is this driving back on fifty nine there? Back from the cabin. That that was that was a whole different thing. No, 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 this was this is. Did you guys get arrested for that? No, I think I got detained there. Um, Just a stern talking to. I've been detained a hundred times. Okay. Detaining is not that bad. It's detained just, is just detained, cuffed up, put in the back seat. Uh, they then... don't even uh, half the time they don't even cuff. If they don't think you're dangerous, okay. I've never once been handcuffed by a police officer. But you've had a gun in your face. I have no. That was an American police officer though. Like, Fair. That's in your face. Uh, he touched my skin with it. That's like that's like a level below handcuffs though. Like handcuffs is an escalation from gun. <laughs> okay. Anyway, but uh, they shoot you first and so then they one handcuff. Time, a cop was <laughs> and like, then throw a bag of meth next to you to <laughs> say there's probable a cause. A cop was asking me questions and he's like, <laughs> he's like, have you ever been arrested before? And I'm like, no, I've never been convicted of a crime. Silence. He like puts his glass like sunglasses down onto his nose. That's not what I asked you. <laughs> I'm very careful with my words. <laughs> Were you though? Yeah. You could have said no. I would never lie to a police officer, to my knowledge. So you have been arrested. I've never been convicted of. <laughs> there is okay. No, there is. Uh, there, I'll, I'll answer your question point blank. Uh, there is no public official record of me being arrested. No. So you had it wiped. Got it. What? <laughs> Got it. So the idea of being arrested, I think, is overblown because, like, yeah, fuck it, it. arrested is like liberals? you were thrown in handcuffs and you were stopped from doing something that you were doing. It's not an it's not a conviction or an admission of any kind of guilt of doing any crime. Being arrested itself. Yeah, but people remember accusations that don't remember convictions or overturns. As a landlord, I would agree with you. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, I see you have an arrest warrant. <laughs> Okay, well, arrest warrant is different. Warrant is different. It's different than like, oh yeah, I got yeah. arrested six years ago. That's a lot different for, than I am wanted. Crime, I am a yeah. wanted man. Okay, so this is Ohio. Um, yeah, so how many you doors did you own in Ohio? Like three hundred fifty. Yes, yeah, so you had three hundred fifty doors in Ohio, and some of these fucking. And how many were criminals? Some of these fucking stories. Three hundred fifty. <laughs> no, some of these god. Uh, someone shot somebody on his front lawn on one of the co- things that. It, <laughs> And nobody called the cops. No, like fresh body on the on the yard. They're like, ah, let's go to the next showing. 
Yeah, and no one did anything like all day. That was you would like there was no story. crime scene tape. It was just a body. You had a lot of stories like that. It's fine. You spent like a month and a half down there. Two. Was it? I, I wasn't missed, there for the. I, I wasn't. You. I missed the body. I wasn't there for the body. Like I, that wasn't a personal experience. But um, I did reach a point of I'm so fucking sick of this. I probably could have died for it. But um, we had a house that got broken into four times in a row, like four nights in a row. Didn't they steal the furnace or something? Well, that was the first night. <laughs> so first night they broke in. Oh no, sorry, that was second night. First night they broke in. So we're like, okay, we got to break in. Um, whatever, no big deal. Second night, break in, stole the furnace. We're like, oh, fuck, okay, now we're going to make a police report because we're a landlord and we have to. So I go make a police report, and I'm at the property waiting for the cops. And I'm like, the door's ajar. We dead, We locked this up last night. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. So I get out of the truck, and I'm like, ah, I might get shot. Fuck it. I was just, I was like 10 out of 10 angry. I just booted the door open. I'm like, get the fuck out of this house. Like, I just started screaming. And I just like ran through the house with a flashlight trying to like make a bunch of noise. And be like, oh, somebody's in here. I'm just going to try to scare him out, right? Uh, there was nobody in the house. Thank God. I probably would have been killed. Uh, I wish. But the, so the first night was hot water tank. This time they stole the, um, or sorry, first night was furnace. Second night was hot water tank and like all the copper. Um, so I'm like, fuck, cops showed up and then whatever, they took pictures and walked around and didn't do fucking anything because they're cops. Uh, for the night after I went back again, just to check on the property and like something probably happened. Yeah. So they came back, ripped all the wires out of the wall. <laughs> perfect can you even get money for that 100 percent, you can 100 percent. scrap, scrap wire D- you this. melt it down yeah, yeah 100%. I'm, I'm assuming same people four nights in a row probably weren't dangerous um might have been my own contractors <laughs> uh, so this house is fucking stripped it was ready for tenants just big big kick in the balls for these landlords but i didn't really appreciate it before i went there oh yeah because you were property management not you owner. Didn't own the well, we owned didn't... we owned probably thirty five, forty of them. Okay. Uh, the yeah. rest, the rest, we were, uh, you know, proxy yeah. management. But um, we flipped most of them, though. But anyway, so this house, I drive down the street, and like the landlord's like, "Why the fuck does this happen to me? Like my life is ending." This, the the owner was a child, like a children's book author, from Israel. And like had sold a shit ton of books and like wanted to put their <laughs> and then some and then he asked the financial advisor how do I diversify and they're like buy real estate in America right no they said buy real estate and then they found some asshole in the UK who said buy real estate in America and here's a asset that'll pay you eighteen percent red flag um, <laughs> period. So this person... Yeah, nothing will pay you 18%, except Willow's coin. Willow's coin, guys, <laughs> it's only going up. Don't put your money into anything. Anything over 12%, there's probably, like, you... I shouldn't say anything over 12%. I hate to put numbers to things. The risk is equal to the payout, period. People don't understand that as a fundamental idea, and I'm sorry. For- if, if you're giving other people money to manage, or, like... No, any... No, because... Every single venture I've ever done myself has made thousands of percent of investment. Right, but but I've sat with you on the curb while you cried, and you're like, I'm going out of business tomorrow. I don't think I was crying. Um, But the risk is equal to the reward. 
period. If you don't understand that, you're a fucking moron. Um, Business isn't risky. People are just dumb. So this person didn't understand that. But anyways, when I was driving down the road to this house to like go check on it, uh, I didn't like we is is it's the term of when you look on like Google Maps or like satellite view, you got to find. I mean, they never do fucking street view there, because why would you? Um, you look at satellite images. You check the year, obviously, twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen, twenty twenty something recent you see how many missing teeth there are so what you're looking for is missing teeth so what Uh missing teeth means is the number of properties that have become vacant and the city Mm. has demolished and turned into a vacant lot so the city of cleveland is roughly 60 to 70 thousand homes behind schedule for demolition it's kind of like surgeries in manitoba so if subtle <laughs> if you're looking at a street with missing teeth this is decrepit matured this was decrepit a decade ago maybe three is, does that make it a good investment though no <laughs> because a bad you know what happens adjacent to vacant lots what crimes hey that's racist <laughs> it's not it's a fucking fact um yeah Crime happens to adjacent lots because there's no witnesses, right? Oh, vacant lots are the problem. We should make vacant lots illegal. We should get foreign... It's not the criminals. We should get foreign real estate investors to fill the vacant lots. And then that will solve... And then that will solve crime. Okay, so I had this one... Before you continue on, do you guys have a bathroom? No. Uh, We shit in the yard. (laughs) Yeah, I'm on it. Go out the door, left. First left and go out the door. Okay, guys, we're back. Welcome to uh, Zappa Business Behind the Scenes. I've got my guest Willows here Actually, and Tyler I, I, I do want to mention that. Um, oh, okay, here's something I was going to say right off the top and then I forgot. Um, congratulations, you're an engaged man. Oh, yes. yes I didn't even you. know this. As yes. of like this week? Yeah, I, oh. I didn't post about it on Facebook or anything. Yeah, your and I don't use uh, Snapchat, much, so. <laughs> Snapchat or Instagram like you fancy fellows over here. But congratulations! Um, thank you. You've been dating for ten years. Ten years, yeah. So <laughs> fucking whatever. It was expected. You know, so I went. I went. To high- <laughs> I was gonna say, the word might be overdue. So if you asked her. <laughs> so I went to high school with Zappa and his girlfriend, and they fiance. And, oh fuck! <laughs> damn it! Uh, they used to share pants. They would wear the same skinny jeans like red or blue skinny jeans because they so like, on the topic of skinny jeans that's, that's, a, where... that's adorable i can't because my girlfriend's too thick <laughs> no zappa's too thick anyway, i, I no. was wearing a, a pair of black skinny jeans the other day and I, like honestly i've not gone uh wardrobe shopping clothing shopping and years 12 years not exaggerating like i yep. do not shop i get yep. i get socks and underwear for christmas everything else i have is either a gift or it's clothing from high school yep. or junior high yeah, yeah. i still wear that anyways i threw on a pair of pants the other day which were clearly from either junior high or i got really big from the ska era <laughs> because they were tight and she made me get rid of them that's how tight they were so. so i was gonna say um you you still currently do have a podcast used to inactive inactive podcast but so it was a see here's the problem your podcast relied on having guests yes and no i mean i, I there there was a few episodes where i would just ramble how many episodes were i on though? 
five. So here's here's what happened. He used to if he didn't have a guest for that week, he'd be like, "Well, I was at all the guests for that week. Come on, yeah. fucking podcast." Yeah, it was, it was a good time. Uh, so there's one up, ep- dude. I did almost a hundred episodes yeah. of that. I think, and you had some big. Uh... There was one episode though, which was my favorite, which was. It's like episode number 50 or 80 or something like that, where I entered a pitch competition. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah, it was really good. Yeah. I, I recorded the night before because I entered the pitch. I, I signed up for the pitch competition the night before it actually was scheduled to happen. Um, so the night before I started, I was driving around and I recorded myself like practicing my pitch, which I was just freestyling. And then in the gym the next morning before the pitch competition, this was back when I worked out and, um, and wasn't fat like i am now not fitting my skinny jeans this is a 110 pound man tyler uh, (laughs) and zappa are the skinniest men i know (laughs) so so in the gym i'm recording it on the way there i'm recording it um i i had a mic oh they're deciding on shots right now for you we should take one right now while he's talking yes right now we're taking a second shot three two one cheers it's only see here so so while i'm when it's less than 40 percent we take more than one. While I'm at this competition, I had a like a lapel mic on and I recorded everything and sent all of that to a dude out of Serbia yeah, who I hired you, on Fiverr. You had a weird Fiverr guy who were, editing who your fucking podcast. Edited all my podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fun. So we had like a Google Drive set up. I yeah, would yeah. send raw files in there. He would move it over to the finish section ready to be uploaded yeah, when fi- it was done. I remember when you... Like it was all smooth. It was smooth. And, I remember when you made yeah. a... Uh, that episode was great. You paid a Fiverr guy to make a logo for you, and he incorporated the tattoo you have in your arm. But okay, so so but he so didn't that's know weird. About the yeah, tattoo. It was this weird because, synchronicity. Because I just, I yeah, had that in my head. I don't there, know. There's no picture of my forearm tattoo anywhere, which is simply just a triangle. Like I have a triangle tattooed on my forearm, but there's no picture of that anywhere online that I'm aware of, and especially at that time because it was yeah, a fairly new was, that new was tattoo. Five years ago. Yeah. Um, and somehow he put a triangle as like a main part of the logo, which was interesting to me because like I'll always I just I that's still in my, I think about that every so often when I talk about synchronicity. Yeah, where that was just like the weirdest weirdest yeah. thing. Like, why would really, he throw a triangle randomly in the center of the logo? Yeah. Kind of well, like it was like the same dimensions. Like, yeah, it was like exactly. Exa- yeah, it was yeah, it was interesting. But is an equilateral triangle? No, it is not. It, it is an uh, probably isosceles. I think it's an isosceles triangle. Yeah. Oh no, is that a scalene? Scalene is two. Fucking nerds. Well, I don't know honestly, if, if you took a measuring tape to it, these two are probably yeah. different lengths. Okay, scalene. <laughs> scalene is two. The same isosceles is all three different, right? Yeah, it's probably so, isosceles, but it looks like a scalene. Anyway, um, your podcast was mainly an interview podcast. Mainly, yeah, business focused. But I, like I said, I did have some episodes where it was just me rambling in the car, or that that pitch episode was by far my favorite. Like cool, it was it was edited like like NPR style, like with cool background music and stuff. Like I liked it by far my favorite. Um, And And I ended up winning the competition. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When you pitch, Uh, uh, phone squirrel, which was a call center idea for service based business. You were like pretty close to making that a real thing. If I yeah yeah we we tried it out yeah yeah. So I've um, I've done uh I've done pitch competitions more than once. I've never come closer than second, and everyone that's beaten me is fucking harebrained stupid ass ideas. 
and the ones that I've pitched have always been real businesses. But and I get real, is, I get really fun. chapped because I like a real business loses to a fanciful idea that no, had like. No, but it's about no, the it's pitch be, it's because it's all these liberal like. Fuck off with your liberals. <laughs> no, okay, this is not. This is not. Okay, this is not a joke though. Okay, it's it's always these like super like environment you know like environment business yeah. or like feminist business that's like they have to pick because they'll look so, like hold on i wasn't done we'll switch in a second your podcast <laughs> we keep getting sidetracked yes my podcast you had a couple big people on it which is good congratulations now yeah. we have now because you're on our podcast technically we have all your cumulative success on our podcast mm, okay whatever that's how that works so but I just bought all your podcast equipment. You did. Yeah. Not all of it, actually. I have quite a bit left over. But okay, word, word, word. Um, that was you were also getting paid for a little bit to edit um, somebody else's other podcast. Podcasts. Yeah, yeah. And he's not around anymore. But it was completely outsourced. Like I did not touch. Aside from going to the weekly, I think it was Tuesday marketing meetings in his office down, kind of downtown. If you notice, my left my left arm is twitching at the sound of that. <laughs> So the so the weekly marketing meeting. Did he get you that job in the board? No. How did was that just? Did random? you? Did you made the intro? Yeah, yeah, that was all me. Okay, but I he made, made the intro. intro I made the and intro got it between done. you two, so okay. therefore it was my. So I was making like five grand a month off that. Yeah, I know you. Were. <laughs> I remember, because... and it was completely outsourced, dude. Like I, re- I did once I got into the swing of things, I had everything outsourced, where I was paying somebody to find guests. They were getting a commission off finding guests. I was paying somebody to edit. I was paying somebody to upload and write descriptions. I was, I was using Rev uh, to do the transcriptions and upload it to the website. All of it was outsourced. So I was making whatever, five grand a month from the contract and paying out roughly half of it to uh, people that were actually doing, fulfilling 100% of the work. And I just had to go to a one hour meeting What were you doing? 2500 bucks a month yeah, give or I remember, take just I to remember, get talked at re- to get to get well yeah to get shitted on well, that, once a week for an hour i remember, I remember <laughs> like dude i'll take i'll take 600 bucks an hour <laughs> that's I re- what i was making i remember being jealous maybe not jealous but i remember being like this fucking guy yeah <laughs> like, um that's so i'm so, gl- so, so i'm so, so glad so, you got a grift you know on this guy the, 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 i listened to one of our episodes um of our podcast the your podcast like I forget why it came up, but I'm like, I want to, f-. so I just threw it on the background while I was doing something, when I was like working on something. And it's so funny because back then, um, right. 2017, 18, when I was like right new in business, I was like, so cagey with like, you'd be like, yeah, tell me your numbers. And I'm like, no, <laughs> like I don't want to yeah, say it, how it many really doesn't matter who knows and who doesn't know. But it, it's interesting. It was just interesting. Like, my perspective to i'm like i don't want to talk about that and i don't want to do this and like it yeah. was just like it was interesting um what's crazy to me about that time is there was a group of guys who came in six months after i started editing that podcast for that person and they came in and started running all the media for them and then seized a couple other opportunities and these guys are now uh, I, was, I was gonna bring this up yeah yeah like millions of dollars yeah. a year they're making they're now. yeah i think they're they're over 30 million this year that's insane. What they made between the three of them. So how? Okay. So dial this back. That's, bef- how, that's before their NFTs, which are probably pushed oh away. <laughs> how dial this back? Like you explain to the audience, you were netting twenty five hundred dollars Canadian a month 
Yeah. And doing almost no work. Yeah. A one hour weekly meeting. Explain to the audience how that, cause that's, that's a fucking side hustle. If I've ever heard you one. No, yeah, I know, so, but like, so, how do you find these people that are out that you're outsourcing to? Know me. Huh? What do you mean, know me? Be friends with me. Yeah, well, oh, okay. these, our listeners are not friends okay, with Okay, so that was to get the contract, yes, yeah. yes. But moving forward after that, like, actual production of it and, and management of it was... Um, Have competency of something that's novel and new. Yeah, exactly. It, basically, that, but that's also landing the contract. Like, to, the, yeah. the management of it was... When, I, I knew pod- somebody who was in a band... Who and was podcasts, good at editing? Podcasts weren't that big uh, back. That was like five no. years ago. No, right? it was novel and new. Yeah, because yeah. we started a podcast during COVID, which is when everyone started a podcast. Dude, I don't know if I'm just always on the precipice of things, but I've been listening to podcasts for like ten years at this point, man. Yeah. Like, and I probably like longer. Like, podcasts are not new to me. Well, dude, I I was uh, I try I have a lot of music that's like physical files because. Uh, there's a ton of shit I used to listen to that's not on Spotify and just never will be because I listen yeah. to a lot of like indie rappers that just will never get their shit on Spotify. Yeah, he's they're, hip because they're stealing beats and stuff, right? No, so I I move over all my music to new hard drives like to back it up, and um, I remember it was like Joe Rogan Experience episode 24, and I'm like Jesus Christ, like, and you fucking and it's him and Ryan Brian Redband like on a fucking Couch, 180p yeah. fucking um webcam on a macbook like it, it, how far podcasts have come yeah like honestly what what's crazy crazy to me about that whole scenario is yes it was great money for the time it was happening and then these guys came in and they started running the marketing there for that business and, and they blew up like for context they blew up the social media of this client from like it was he was stagnant. He was probably gaining about a thousand a year in followers. So he was stagnant at about like six, seven thousand, and then they blew it up from seven thousand to a hundred thousand in like less than twelve months. Yeah, and from that point forward, have gone on to make thirty mil this year, yeah. which is insane. So like they, that's it's it's they, that's mind blowing. They to gave me. they they gave away thirty Teslas this year. Really? In, in YouTube giveaways, they gave away thirty Teslas. Really? Yeah. With like, Honestly, I don't follow with them like, at all. With like with like baby and like a bunch yeah. of like big ass artists. Yeah. So how does that? Maybe we shouldn't dig into that. I was gonna say, how does that whole giveaway thing work? I know people pay to. Yeah, it's basically be a pay. It, it's, out people. Yeah, it's like a pay to play. Um, so the giveaways are actually net positive on. It's like a raffle idea. It's basically okay. a raffle. So that's the business model um, of those, of giveaways, is basically raffles. Um, and also, you're just paying, it's paid for promotion. So the paid for promotion contracts are often a lot bigger than the cost of a car. So the cost of a car is just kind of like a token. Um, so there's a lot of ways to do it. Um, but yeah, these guys, they just fucking blew up. They threw massive parties in like Miami in the middle of lockdowns and stuff. <laughs> as and, one does. Yeah, as one does. Uh, they made a fuckload of money on bitclout so you know what bitclout is i was gonna bring this up this is like this is a shit coin of shit coins so it's basically where uh it's it's like a it's like a mix between a shit coin and patreon where you can buy like a crypto coin of a person that you support um so it's like it's like bitcoin but clout willow's cloin right 
you could li- you literally go on BitClout and Search create Willow's. Willow's coin. Oh, and then if people buy so guys, Willow's coin, yeah, up yeah, into the but, right, but we they're... are investing heavily into Willow's coin. Yeah, so but their coin got into like four, four or five figures per coin. So, but what, what was the market cap? I don't know. I didn't. I never saw that, but I didn't look deeply into it. But like ten thousand, twelve thousand, fifteen thousand dollars a coin. So, but they had, but they got there by having like these big artists. Like I think they had like, it was even like Lil Nas being like, "Hey, I just bought you know three fucking high key BitClout coins," and they would post that shit and that would blow up. Like that's some of their money. But also keep in mind. These three brothers that are all whatever stereotypical fucking tall white dudes uh, are, are trust fund babies. Their dad's worth tens of millions of dollars. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. They're know that fucking all. rich. They're loaded. Huh. Before they got to this point. Do you think that helped them? A hundred percent. When you have nothing to lose, hmm. all the disposable money you need, all the backing you could want. And the fucking confidence that comes with that, yeah, you can make Probably it. Connections you you can right? in this indu- in that specific industry, fuck yeah, you can make it. If you're six foot five, white, <laughs> athletic, your dad's worth twenty million, like you put all that together, your odds are better, but also obviously they're good at what they do. So Yeah, you can't discredit them. No, you can't discredit them, but you also can't Discredit. Well, I said it before. It's never. You can't discredit all the ops they got. It's never one thing, right? Like yeah. people that get super successful always have a few things. I will also. And there's, s- yeah. There's sometimes super poor people with no family connections, no ties, no clout that get rich because they have you know intelligence and skill and work ethic. Which would be this people. Which, which would be this client that elevated them to that status, yeah. and also that client owned fifty percent of the business. He financially backed it. Mm. He gave them. Six figures. Anyway, we should probably transition here uh, into our uh, final segment of the day. Uh, I think where... I kind of knew that, but... Where Tyler and It's good I... to have the loop closed. Yeah. <laughs> the accountant's my friend. Where Tyler and I give you uh, business tips of something that we are uh, currently going through uh, in business. Uh, we'll go first in case Zappa is giving me eyes right now and he doesn't have no, a I tip. I got a tip. Oh, okay. You want to go first? Sure. Okay. No matter what you pay, people don't want to work. We talked about this off camera. <laughs> That's like just, an antithesis to my point. Elaborate quickly because we talked about this off camera and I, I, our, I found it interesting. Our company wide minimum minimum wage is twenty dollars an hour. Jesus. So we do not have an employee so you there's a thirty day probation period from when you're hired. You make fifteen dollars an hour for thirty days and then you're up to twenty dollars an hour. Yep. But in my eyes, um, we do not have an employee that makes twenty dollars less than twenty dollars an hour. Yeah, it's everybody like makes my, twenty dollars an hour or more. It's kind of like to, my people. We have yeah. a fifteen dollars an hour, but we have a bonus structure, and some of them earn like thirty bucks an hour. Yeah, with the bonuses. Yeah, we have the same in the summer where guys have made like forty, fifty, sixty bucks an hour. We've had crazy days where guys have made a hundred dollars an hour. For you have like a, full a profit share kind of th- not. Something like that's that, the right? idea. It's yeah, performance. Yeah, yeah. I remember you share, talking yeah. about this. Yeah. With you. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, it's not a tip. It's more of a struggle. Yeah, no, get, share it. Like people, well, why people? does nobody want to work right now? We're not a shitty place to work, dude. I'm the most chill boss in the world. Like, 
I've never yelled at an employee. Well, okay, like twice in my life. In like six years, I, I've yelled at an employee. He deserved it. I, I know who you're talking I, about. I told the story. Well, I actually, I told the story on this podcast about uh, you uh, dropped the guy off on a bus shack and flipped him bus change. This was the dude who <laughs> wouldn't work because he needed smokes or something? No, there. Uh, okay, how I rem- I might be wrong, but how I remember it, you had someone who was like this fucking kid. Like he was older than you. So yeah. he didn't respect your authority. And he was... wouldn't work unless I bought him smokes. Well, I don't know. I didn't know that part, but yeah, it was something. Yeah, that, it was that too. Yeah. Like and he, he wouldn't working... work that day unless I went out and bought him some. Anyways, he was dude, working... that's like the, the, we've had way worse. And, and you dropped him off at a bus stop and yeah. flicked him two bucks and said, take a bus home. You're fired. <laughs> yeah. Like we've had way worse. <laughs> that's one of my, I tell that story all the time. That's worth the stories. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, like. 20 bucks an hour. I mean, well, I we guess, live in Winnipeg. So, it's a low cost of living no, city. 20 that, bucks an hour is a, quite a bit. That's in a California, that's, that's crap weight. That's above that's above the median income. Yeah. yeah. Median yeah. income is like 37. Yeah. Okay, so that's yeah. what 18 and a half. Yeah. 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 No, you're like you're paying above market wage for um, for non-educated unskilled work. labor. Do you do any do you no criminal record check or anything like that? No criminal record check. You need a driver's need license. Yeah, of course. That's literally the requirement. You yeah. need to have a license I don't and do the ability checks. to get to our shop to work. You know what I you know what I the only reason I would do a criminal record check is because depending on what the crime is, I'm surprised when people get caught. I'm like how I'm like <laughs> I'm Are like, you a fucking moron? Yeah, I'm like, how do you have shoplifting on your fucking record? Yeah. How did you not get away with like, that? How did you not talk your way out of that? Like you stole from Walmart, they press charges how dumb are you like that's the only reason i would do but like i have felons working for me it's a whole thing um equal opportunity like dude i don't i don't respect the government i don't respect their laws (laughs) as long as you are not hurt like i i victimless crimes i think should just be fine right so anyone who's i own a winery you know what that is state sanctioned drug dealing Alcohol kills more people in this fucking country than any other drug. Period. You know what I think people should be able to do? Get fucking blasted on wine. You know what I think people should be able to do? Get fucking blasted on meth if they want to. That's their prerogative. Fuck off. People that, like, um, fucking, we always seem like white supremacists because we quote Joe Rogan all the time, but Joe Rogan was saying, <laughs> someone was asking, someone was asking him about uh, when Elon Musk smoked the weed on his show. Yeah. He's like, we were drinking whiskey that entire episode. Nobody said no shit said about the whiskey. Yeah. Until we lit up a joint. And mind you, that's legal in California. Yeah. yeah. But why is that a problem? And you were drinking whiskey? No one gives a fuck. Alcohol kills more people in this fucking country than any other drug combined. And if you want to put weed on that scale, you're on meth. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't give a shit about criminal record. But it's okay, so but your your point being you don't do criminal record checks. You don't even no education. You don't give a shit about that. Neither do I. Um, and you're paying above market wage, and people are still not working for you. It's tough. Yeah, it's tough to find how employees it, right now. Like, how long has this been going on? Uh, since the start of COVID, and at the beginning of COVID, I blamed it on Serb and government benefits. So, if you're listening in future land, COVID's been going on around twenty-two months, twenty-one months. 21 months i'd say like march um, would be the the, the start yeah. start so that'd be my 24 sample, so you're yeah. 21 months about 21 months 
Um, and Serb is uh, a lot of our, uh, I look at our Spotify statistics. Yeah. Like 75% of our listeners so, are American. So Serb would be like the Biden box uh, and the Trump we box got that you like, guys got. Uh, we got like $40,000 of, of stimulus. They got like $1,500 one time or something. No, they no, got, no, no, they, no. Got, they got, they got, got they got federal top ups. Or sorry, uh, if you were, you could get state unemployment and then federal would top up. So if you were eligible for like 300 bucks a week of state, federal would top up an extra five. Okay, okay whatever. Yeah, so yeah. They, they, they got stims. My po- okay, don't worry my, about it. My point being, why do you think people don't want to work? Well, yeah, originally it was CERB. Yeah. Now that CERB is effectively had, over, I mean, now any... it's now it's some shit where you get 300 bucks every two weeks or something. No, no, so uh, that's... Uh, so the federal program that we have in place right now in Canada, not a single Canadian qualifies for. Oh, perfect. Why not? Uh, because uh, the uh, Minister of Health or whatever, the federal one, has to declare your region a like lockdown region. Has not done that. Perfect. So they so there's no current lock- stimmies for these people. Correct. So I can't use that as an excuse anymore is why people don't want to work. But it's not just us. Like, it's not just us that are feeling it's literally everybody is feeling the pinch why do you think that is? yeah as a contractor we'll verify why do millennials don't want to work no not true millennials to boomers don't want to work what do you mean they don't want to work for boomers no or are you so saying everyone the age doesn't work? the age group is irrelevant okay yeah i mean we mainly hire millennials um yeah. we we've got a couple uh older people now who are actually amazing employees shout out those guys they're great um, How many people do you have working for you? I'm going to be honest. We, yeah. The turnover rate is really high in the winter. Of course. I don't know. How many <laughs> we have working I like for that us. answer. Less That's than, an honest fucking answer. Less than 50? Yeah, way less than 50. More than 10? Yeah, more than 10. Less than 30? Uh, yes. More than 20? No. Okay, so... 15, call okay. it. <laughs> okay. But I'm going to say, honestly, we have one person disappear a week and yeah. add a person a week or maybe yeah. have two disappear one week and add, add three the next well, week. And, and that's the thing that happens with low barrier to entry is yeah. you just have people that's like... And also it's seasonal work that's... and there hasn't been snow so we can't give shifts but yeah, yeah. we need the people available for when there is shifts. So that's tough. I understand yeah. no, that. Yeah. So it, it's perfect work for people who have other seasonal jobs. They're yeah. in construction. They're in road construction. They're roofers. They well, I, I hire are a, landscapers. I hire a lot of students. Yeah. Um, that are uh, because our busy se- busy season is in the summer. We do a lot of farmers markets and stuff. So I hire students that are off for the summer. Perfect. And then they go back to school, and I get basically fire them, and then. Some of them will come back. Some of them haven't, kind of thing, right? So that yeah. it's, I understand the kind of cyclical nature of the. Yeah, my my last two hires are one's a stucco guy, one's a landscaper. Both summer jobs. Yeah. Uh, they both seasonally have like been looking for winter work last two three years, um, and, but they are both like, crew leaders. They both run sites that they're on, so they're like top of top of um i guess pay scale of their businesses but after like two months of working with us for their quote-unquote winter job neither of them want to go back to their summer job so it's like (laughs) fucking mission accomplished so like renegotiating next year contracts with them so like getting retention from winter workers it's like it's what do you what do people make for you um 
as a helper, it's, um, I think it's like, as a helper, I think it's like 18 to 24 an hour. Are they union? No. Okay. Um, helper is 18 to 24 when you're a quote unquote. Is this a skilled trade? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So there's like, you can take courses. No. Courses were abolished for equality purposes, kind of a long story, but basically, um, there was initially like a qualification process for uh, tile installers, kind of along the same uh, straightness like masons, but because there was so many skilled uh, tile people coming from Europe that were not certified in this province, but were equally or greater level of skill, they couldn't get jobs. So they just like abolish the entire union and the entire certification process for Actually, like for the sake of like giving uh oper- equal opportunity to new immigration and they just never reinstate it. This is like, you know, a few decades ago. So there's just there's no standards. There's building standards, there's courses, okay. there's like there's you have to un- build shit to standard or else. Right, there's there's yeah, there's an unofficial there's unofficial certifications, like getting your uh like business degrees, there's like a bunch of like side certifications, but there's no central um, standard for the, our trade, but it is a highly skilled trade in the same way that like, and you're going to know first day if they don't know what the fuck they're talking. Right. About. Yeah. So you can be a carpenter, but fucking incompetent at finished carpentry. You can have your full carpenter certificate. You can be a red seal. You can be a journeyman. You can be fully, fully certified, but be completely incompetent as a finished carpenter. Uh, finished carpentry is not its own trade but it is entirely separate from carpentry. So we're kind of in the same realm where we're entirely separate from masonry, we're entirely separate from carpentry, but we kind of take from all those. Do your employees also do storm removal and do you have people that do both all year? Year round, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. we got And they just switch back and forth between lawn care and storm removal? Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Um, One last thing about your tip of the day versus (laughs) your gripe. Um, do you think it's going to get better? Um, absolutely. Okay. Um, absolutely. People will go back to work. Cause I'm in the doomer. It will I don't get think better. it is. I don't, I so, think so, so here's the thing. When people do want to go back to work, you know, what will cause that the economic downturn and you know, what will be the result of the economic downturn, a lack of work. It is a catch 22. When, when the employees want to start working again, that's when there will be way less work and way less opportunity to give those employees work. Yeah. Right now, we have an abundance of work. We've turned down hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah, I, of work in the past yeah, Fun fact, months. I asked him, because um, I fucking, that big snow we had in November, I was like, I'm you know what? I'm making a little bit of money now. I'm, <laughs> this is fucking dumb that I just spent two hours busting my ass, shoveling my driveway. Zaba, give me a quote. He told me to fuck off. <laughs> he said, I am literally so busy right now. I can't even estimate. Go, I'm like, I'll go to your competitor. He's like, do it. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's what it's like right are. now. That's what it's like right now. And we were talking off air at the beginning. We, we turned down. I would lowball 300 K this year of work. Like conservatively 300 grand of work. Um, because we didn't have staff. So yeah. I was telling Willows, this past fall we had every day without fail we had six trucks sitting in the parking lot not working during the day because we didn't have people to drive the trucks 
and go out and work. But we had the work. See, and that's what we happened, didn't have people to go. That's work. what happened to me at the beginning of my operation. I didn't have enough inventory to keep up with sales. Yeah. Where I didn't have. I remember writing proposals to try and loan money from people because I think I loaned money from you <laughs> a couple times. Yeah, we need to. I need to dig into that and see if we actually squared up. Properly. I squared you up. Fuck you. <laughs> I don't know if we did square up 100% properly. 100% I squared up properly. I don't know. I just, I was faithful, but I don't know. Um, I, I would assume they did because they had the same loan with me and they did. Yeah. I also took loans from. Uh, yeah, but you got paid back okay, way earlier. So, so here's the thing. Mine was like a year after. Both you. of you. <laughs> both And there of was you? supposed to be interest on it. And I don't think I got the interest on it. Okay. Number one. Uh, the only reason I am, co- I, I don't remember any of the terms, but the reason I'm confident <laughs> is the other because. Guy. Zach is so autistic that uh, he would not be able to do it wrong. Wrong numbers in his head, he wouldn't be able to do. He wouldn't let it happen. It would be bugging him. He screams at me if I do it wrong, up or or down. Because the math math wouldn't work in his head. So 100%, my business partner. But everyone in this room besides me has loaned me money at some point because at the beginning of my operation, all of you remember, I was literally, the liquor stores were trying to buy more from me and I couldn't make it. Yeah. I didn't have the money to make the product. I was tens of thousands of dollars a month. I was just, I was saying, sorry, I can't sell you. They're like 80 cases. I'm like, I can do 40 because I didn't have enough. And that's mostly on me because I started a manufacturing operation with $50. If I had started with 500 G's, um, I could have, a lot easier. I could have just floated all the inventory, right? Now I'm getting better at that. And now COVID's fucking me again. And I have to, <laughs> but that's a whole nother story. But, um, it's the same thing where it's like, if you have a fucking truck that should be working, but you can't get people to drive it. It's just it's, sitting it's, there cost, not really costing because most of them but are paid it's, off, but, no, it's but it's costing it's, you money. It's opportunity cost though. It's yeah, money left it on is, the table. It is costing you money. That, yeah. No, I, I would say hundred percent that co- that truck working, you know, eight to 16 hours a day, depending on your shifts um, to 24 hours a day, that lost revenue is, I would say it's opportunity lot. cost. Is, is yeah, opportunity cost. It is yeah, quite 100%. a bit. So, so business tip of the day. For me, um, I would say take it personally uh, when your employees come to you for a raise. And if it's in a position where they're like, I want or I need to make this amount of money. um, And you say you're not currently earning enough in my company to justify that. I can only pay you this much. And you have to like you have to bid lower versus you going to them and say, hey, I'm going to give you a raise because you've elevated a bunch over the next last period of number of months and you you come to an agreement right there shouldn't when you have that dissonance um i know people will typically blame the employee and say you know what you should have leveled up you could have learned more you could have whatever and you just aren't earning enough money for me that's your fucking fault you you know hit the ball back in their court uh the way i take this as because I'm principally in charge of uh, training new staff and also just generally managing operations. So when I have people under me that are, you know, making not enough money, but they are capable of making more money elsewhere with other trades that they're more skilled in, I see it as, okay, they're not making enough money under me because they don't have the skills, right? 
they are not autonomous enough, they are not skilled enough, they are not fast enough, they are not whatever, name a thing. And 20% skill, 15% concentrated exactly. power of will. That's what I tell them every time they ask for a race. I just wrap that <laughs> It's 5% pleasure, 50% pain, and 100% reason, reason to remember, remember my name. name. Yeah. Fuck you. You can't get that raise, bitch. No. So when I, when I have this conversation. that's how I got stabbed. <laughs> so when I have this conversation. With a tile saw. <laughs> I take it, you, you know, you have to take it personally because if I want this person to earn 50 grand a year, I have to level him up to become a 50 grand a year earner. And. It's a good way to. Be, interpret it actually it, it's the only way to interpret it because you know who sandbags employees the employers yeah. like if left to their own devices most people are pretty you know innovative and enterprising and if you know left to you know do or die i gotta get this done you put them in an Don't impossible situation Don't which right which entrepreneurs do to themselves <laughs> willingly and then come out on the other side and say look at fucking me i got it done if Virtually most people could do that. They just don't have the the willpower necessarily to I do watch, so. Uh, I watch a or lot the of, risk tolerance. We we both watch a lot of Kitchen Nightmares. Yeah, with Gordon Ramsay, and you always when he's like when the the when the owner isn't the chef, they like have a chef employed, but they're making shitty food, and then Gordon asks the chef, "Why the fuck are you doing this?" They're like, "Because the owner tells me to." Yeah, my hands are tied. Yep, hundred percent. That's just how that's how that's fucking done. Like I, it's like, can you not fucking can you not make your own fucking uh, meatballs? He's like, yeah, I can. They just tell me to fucking buy frozen ones. Like, I don't know. Same kind of thing where it's like, if they're not, you don't, if you're saying, no, 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 you're a 30 grand employee. You do this fucking job like a 30 grand employee. And I don't trust you to do more. That's how they're going to do, even if they're skilled enough to not, yeah. to, to be hired. Most of the time they can, they can go beyond what you trust them to. It's the same way raising kids. People, when they raise kids, they always will assume that they're less mature less capable than they are period that's just people are not very perceptive um so i go to the default of like i'm at fault i don't know what i'm doing you're more qualified than i assume you are i'm i will always front way more trust than is warranted and that's why we're friends give them the opportunity to yeah lose the trust. i will stress like i did this today I will stress the fuck out of my employees. Like I will to get them to the point where they're like literally on the edge of panic because I put so much risk on them. Like I was, do, we're doing thousand dollar slabs today, thousand dollars per tile, and I was getting my new guy to like. I'm like, all right, you do it, and like I turn my back and I'm like working on something over here, and he was doing it behind me, and like I'm like half paying attention, and he fucked up three times in a row, three out of three, fucked him up, was so pissed. Was so mad. I you did. You were it. so pissed, or he was so pissed. He was. Okay. I was fine. I my my mood or my like my temper never elevates. Like yeah. you, that's kind of the joke. You can never fucking frazzle me. Uh, I frazzled them before. Willows can. <laughs> You're the only one. <laughs> Fuck you. So, I I fucking I did him I did him dirty today though. I I didn't even realize this. It was really fucking mean of me. Uh, but I did it unintentionally. So we're we're snapping these slabs. And so basically you got to like, you, you put this rail on with suction cups or you set it where it is, you score it with a cutting wheel and then you snap the thing, you break it. And it's like a really scary moment when you have to break this fucking thousand dollar tile exactly down the line. And there's like a three step process to it. So he did step one, went okay, did step two, went okay, step three, boom, blew it out three times in a row. 
I came along, I'm like, you know what, man, it's the last towel of the day, it's fucking Christmas, I'll just take over for you, like, just go chill. <laughs> I just go, I step one, step one, boom, step, skip step two, go to step three, bang, perfect snap, I'm like, okay, let's go. And he just looks at me, he's like, he looked offended, <laughs> he looked fucking hurt, and I'm like, what? He's like, you forgot step two. I'm like, oh, shit, yeah, I did, I'm like, sorry, I was feeling really confident. He's like, yeah, apparently... And he's like, he was fucking offended because I'm like, I just, I I jumped ahead in the process. I was so fucking confident. I just like fucking blew this tile barehanded. I'm like, I broke it where I needed to. And uh, yeah, he was like, that's rude. I'm like, yeah, no, that's fair. I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean, I didn't mean to throw that in your face because you're struggling and I just fucking threw this in your face. It was like, that was not nice of me. I'm like, that was not intentional. But I pushed him to the point of stress where there was that emotional up and down in the day, mm. most employers would have been like, I'll just do it. this is a stressful thing. You know what? I'm going to just take it. Whatever. You go over there. You help me. You clean up over there. You do this. You do yeah, that. I'll you work You it. work around me. Yeah. Um, I intentionally put him in this ridiculous position. You know what's something that's kind of related that I know you do? That I remember you told me this. I thought it was genius. When an employee calls you, with a problem 15 minute roll and you would tell them i'm in the middle of something I'm, i'll call you back yeah and then you call them back by the time you call them back they've sorted it out yeah. 99 times out of 100 they'll figure their shit out i thought if that they was know you're super i started doing that i, with I my just people. don't answer the phone now honestly yeah. Yeah. i started doing that with my people and <laughs> yeah. it works because they'll figure they it out to make a fucking decision they're leaning on you as a crutch yeah. when they can just figure things Didn't out we, themselves. I think we actually figured this one out together. You had a conversation with me. You called me and you're like, how do I get my employees to stop calling me all the time? And I think we just like fucking workshop this yeah. over the phone. It's a good fucking tip. But then you implemented the 15 minute rule and then you told me about it. I'm like, oh God, that's amazing. Yeah. But yeah, it was like through, um, some kind of like give your, your employees, Give them power. They deserve it. Give them enough rope to hang themselves with. Yeah. That's the... None about, we're all fucking uneducated idiots. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're yeah. all fucking... What I always tell my guys is I'm like, I've been doing this trade a year and a half. <laughs> You've been here two months. Like, the learning curve is steep. I'm like, I'm going to run you through the fucking gauntlet and work you until you fail. And uh, if you can hit the quote-unquote installer level, which means you're, you're pretty much... Uh, like, I can give you an address, tell you a thing that you're doing and you can get it done. And I don't have to look over your shoulder and I can, you know, inspect it later and say, okay, you got it done adequately. That wage bracket starts at 50 grand, hits like 80,000 at its peak. For a trade, that's pretty fucking good. That is pretty good. And because we're in the luxury market, we can capitalize that. And these guys are working fucking landscaping stucco where their cap is like 40 maybe it's like 50. it's like 40 to 50 yeah and i'm yeah. like you're starting as like 50 to 80 <laughs> like, yeah, right. i know i, I know i, I, like I don't know stucco but landscaping yeah i, like I mean it. some stucco some i like it some uh crew leads can get up to 70 yeah. 80 in landscape construction you, you can yeah, yeah. but <laughs> i like you guys are experts yeah. i like yeah, yeah but like it's possible all trades kind of, longer. yeah all trades kind of have equal space in terms of in terms of salaries but um, you know, ours is pretty fucking enjoyable. Landscaping sucks. You're fucking moving. <laughs> you're moving eighty this pound. Dude, you're moving eighty pound pavers. You're shoveling to, like it's hard for labor. Yes. I'm not yes. saying it sucks as business. I'm saying it sucks as yeah. labor. 
uh, stucco sucks as labor, especially in Canada. If I have to cut my own lawn, I will literally kill myself. Sure. Dude, we blew up a lawnmower in your backyard. I know you. So I <laughs> really, yeah, yeah. Here's a good one. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it caught on fire in your and backyard. And yeah, he personally had to come back to uh, to fix it. Um. <laughs> well, this we all know this story. I have to tell you this story. Okay, here's what I'll do. I'll edit it out of order. Let's no. Let's just keep going. We can roll with him over there because uh, we got to wrap it up soon. Because I got to go to bed, man. I got to be up in like three and a half hours. Yeah, I was gonna say I'll do my business tip of the week and then tell the story when he gets back. Okay, flip them. Business tip of the week. So my business tip of the week, um, I'm going to quote the Canadian philosopher Shane Bunting, aka Mad Child from Swollen Members. Okay. Be loyal to your fans and always tell the truth in interviews. I was on, I had three interviews today. I was on TV for one of them, radio for another. And there was a couple leading questions they had where I could have been, I don't know, well, I don't, I don't know what they were, what their intention was, but like there was a couple times where I was like, they were asking me how bad is this, like these new orders going to be for you? Like, and they were trying to kind of not push me, but like, be like, are you going to go out of business? Are you going to fucking do all that? And I'm like, well, no, I'm still up from last year. And, but I had this like debate in my head where I was like, okay, I can, I can say whatever the fuck I want. No one can fact check me. Right. No one can look at my books. No one knows how well I'm doing. And I could say, yeah, you know what? I'm fucked right now. I'm going bankrupt. And the government, and, and I could paint, I could be like, the government is putting me out of business. And I could aggressively paint that picture and probably get money and probably come out on top for that. But I was thinking to myself and I'm like, just not even just integrity wise, but just like continuity wise, I'm going to tell the truth from the start to the finish even though I embellish stuff sometimes and get numbers wrong, but that's, that's, that's without, that's besides the point. Um, but I think consistency and honesty and flexing is different. You know what I mean? But like about the facts, I think that's important. So be loyal Absolutely. to your fans and always tell the truth in interviews. I think that's a great business tip of the day. Thank you. And then, yeah, so the story. Yeah, I so honestly, I don't even remember my, the, the story I, I too do. much. Okay, so perfect. You tell My it. lawn was getting pretty jungly. Um, none of us. This is one no, of those years that it rained. No, no, I didn't have a lawnmower. I didn't own one. Yeah. That was the thing, is I didn't have a lawnmower. And I kept putting it off. And then I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, okay. Because I used to. Like my haircut. Yeah, well. <laughs> I, I used to and still do, I guess. I'd, I'd like trade Zappa something for lawn care because you did, you weren't doing it. You just added it to your route and one of your employees would cut my lawn. I had a fucking small yard. It was like whatever, right? You're talking about uh, grassy before? Yeah, gra grassy. grassy so yeah. I would be, you know, it was like, he would be like, oh, okay, yeah, fucking post my Facebook page and be like, oh, yeah, they, they did my lawn yeah, care. Was... And that was like what we called even, right? Yeah. But then I moved in here in Charleswood and I have like 0.8 of an acre behind me, right? And I even told you people, you don't need to cut it all. Just where we walk, like the dog, basically. And, <laughs> but I hadn't done it in a while and it was getting pretty jungly. So 
I told you to bring a fucking riding lawnmower, and no one did, obviously. You brought a fucking push mower, and he got halfway down the lawn. And no, they couldn't fit a. They couldn't fit the riding mower in your gate. You can go the other way. No, you can't. If you go through the neighbors, but my yeah. guys are always too scared to go through the neighbors. Oh, so you know. right. Yeah. I told you yeah. Cheryl and Ryan will let you through. It's fine. Yeah, they're always too scared. <laughs> yeah. So, which is fair. I. But I would okay. So, so, so that was the time we blew out you, a push mower. We also blew out a riding mower in your backyard. Where, yeah. Were you home for that one? I don't think so. I had to come down for that one too. I don't know why your house is cursed, but <laughs> yeah. I, no, we, I, re- I remember um, you're like, I wasn't here. I was working and you texted me and you're like, okay, so here's the thing. I cut half your lawn. Uh, my mower literally exploded on fire. I'm com- <laughs> I'm coming back with my own lawn mower tonight. I'll do I'll do the rest. Yeah, uh, I didn't then know this happened a second time. If that was a yeah yeah, maybe I'm thinking it's I think two it's all times. I think it's all like one time. But it, okay, so it wasn't sure. a push mower then. It was a riding mower. Okay, but it was and like, I when I pulled up to your house, I could see smoke. Yeah, in the yeah. backyard no, no, from like, the front street. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That's impressive. Yeah. I was gonna say I I drove like a fucking extra deep deck like Toro fifty inch, which is like the creme. Oh, you're talking about uh, yeah, yeah, that guy's mower, like creme de la creme <laughs> yeah. of commercial mowers. There was a lot that damn near killed that mower. It was some divorce lady in Birds Hill who's like, my husband used to cut the grass, and now it's July, and I need you to catch up. Um, it was like knee deep. But like was sawed, so it was thick as thick fuck. And wet and... Thick and yeah, it was, it was so bad. This is Fr- the lawn like, care podcast. Yeah, <laughs> freshly fresh, fresh blades on it, set to the highest setting, highest RPM, fucking slow as I could go. Was damn near stalling this thing. It took me probably two and a half hours to cut this lady's fucking grass with a fifty-inch Toro. Yeah. So wait, you go to, you go to a lawn care conference every year? Yeah, I or have, not because of COVID, but yeah, you, yeah, usually yeah. Go there's to? a couple I go to. So there's one in three weeks that I, w- I would normally right. going to. Well, technically in Bellingham, normally this year it's in Ferndale. Ferndale's like 10 minutes outside yeah, next, of Bellingham. Next time I'm in Ferndale. <laughs> Bellingham is like an hour and a half, two hours What's outside the of main Seattle. city? Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, so yeah. I fly into Seattle, hop in a rental car, drive up to Bellingham, stay in Bellingham, go to the conference in Ferndale. Yeah. So Does that's any, that's where that's a lawn care conference. It's called Landscape Summit. Love it. So so I go to that one every January. Okay, hold on. My question is: Does anyone have a lawn care podcast? Then <laughs> you have no idea, man. <laughs> There's probably like sixty-two lawn care podcasts. The the lawn care community on YouTube, bro. Yeah. You have no idea. Oh God, well, they're talking about fucking lines, and <laughs> tire treads. Okay. Well, as we get into blade th- lawn care, that no one gives a fuck about. We're over two hours here, so I'm going to end this. Uh, thank you for listening to Alcobi on this point. Uh, we really appreciate it, Zappa. You were a good guest. I, I liked your little you. your little asides where you said Willow's coins going fucking up into the right, up into the right. So just so you guys know, it's not a pump and dump. I like that. Uh, sorry uh, for the listeners that got this far that Tyler's mic sounds like a tin can. Um, if Willows does his job, it will sound good. But Zappa, we all know he won't do his job. Zappa spent an hour and a half trying to set up this mic and failed horribly. So I will have it set up for next time. Um, I would love to have you back on the podcast. How, how does that sound? Sounds good. So this was a... Uh, he told me to send him a calendar invite on like Google Cal. And I said, Zappa, business behind the scenes, X, I'll call beyond this point, collab is what the name of the thing was. So uh, follow 
Zappa business behind the scenes on Spreaker. Yeah. Yeah. I think <laughs> and, it's uh, everywhere, but follow us on Instagram. There's, there's one episode, like I talked about earlier in the show, one episode, go find it. It's the pitch competition. Yeah. I just really like that yeah, episode. Z- uh, Zappa business behind the scenes, Z-O-P-P-A, Z, Z for all you Americans. Or the Zop. Or Big Z we call him all the time. No, no, no. We call your brother Big Z. Uh, his yeah. brother does electrical work for us. He's a... Oh, we love Big <laughs> Z. Um, big Zap. <laughs> anyway, but... Uh, big Zap. He's not very good at his job. <laughs> I'll call Beyond This Point podcast on Facebook. I'll call Beyond This Point on Instagram. Uh, my name is Willows. I'm here with Tyler, as always. Yeah, I'm still here. Tyler underscram the builder. Yep. And um, thank you guys for having me on. Yeah, yeah, of course. Peace. Bye. The pleasure is all whiskey. That's a good sign off. The pleasure is all whiskey. Alcohol Beyond This Point Podcast. This isn't two podcasters talking business. This is two business guys trying to podcast.